It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast PlayStation Collector's Podcast PlayStation Collector's Podcast Welcome to the show It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast PlayStation Collector's Podcast PlayStation Collector's Podcast Welcome to the show Got Biggie's Well, they're gonna talk some shit Should I buy this game? Man, don't buy it we got special guests Beans and games too Plenty of stuff for me and you It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast PlayStation Collector's Podcast PlayStation Collector's Podcast Welcome to the show It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast PlayStation Collector's Podcast PlayStation Collector's Podcast Welcome to the show Welcome to the show Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, what's up, Will? How's it going? Well, it's good, Bigsy. How are you doing today? Yeah, really good. Thanks for asking. That's good to hear. Anything uh, new and exciting happened to you since I last saw you uh, two days ago? <laughs> um, I've played lots and lots of Rust. I streamed, like I said I would. A bunch of um, people from the podcast came in and watched, so that was pretty cool. Um, you know, watch Chelsea and Liverpool draw. That's about it. <laughs> Nothing too exciting has been going on. I started a new game yesterday. Ooh, what are you playing? Uh, you ever hear this game? It's called The Last of Us. You ever hear this thing? Mm, no. What systems it on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started The Last of Us yesterday. Um, a little girl died in the beginning, and I was like, eh. Spoiler. <laughs> Well, it's in the first five minutes of the damn the damn game. No, no, no. She was annoying. She des- she deserved to get uh, uh, you know cut off the show. But uh, you know, and then oh. so I'm playing that. I'm playing that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've done. Uh, played that. Watched some YouTube. Just hang out. Just waiting. Nice. Just waiting for the next show. I live for these shows. <laughs> episode thirty four. Yeah, episode 34 of the PlayStation Collectors Podcast, guys. Um, thanks for everyone who's come on the show so far. It's been awesome. And um, we've got about uh, five or six different guests lined up for the next couple of weeks. Um, we are going to go down to one show a week moving forward because um, me and Will are getting old. <laughs> Fuck off, man. You, know, you made a big announcement last uh, two weeks, three weeks ago, and here we are, still the same schedule. Like... No, we had all these, um, all these episodes booked, so it wasn't like we were going to cancel. I'm um, just on that note. If anyone does want to come on the podcast, uh, feel free to reach out to me or Will, and um, we'll try and arrange for something in the future. Uh, definitely want to get people who watch uh, onto the show because it's nice to talk to other collectors. Most people who watch are collectors, so it's really awesome. Also, on that note, Will, one last note I'd like before we bring him on. If anybody wants to intern for the show, um, you, you, you get no uh, usable job experience. The the, the pay is shit, but uh, <laughs> we need an intern. We get paid? <laughs> that meme? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so who we got on tonight, Figsy? So tonight we have Jason coming on, a.k.a. Katori. Uh, Jason is a big PS3 and PS4 collector, uh, as well as other systems. He has lots of Holy Grails in his collection. I'm personally very envious of his collection, so I'm really excited to talk to Jason. So um, please welcome Jason to the show, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, Jason. Hey. How you going? 
Hey, good. How are you both? I'm really, yeah, really good. Thank you. Thanks for having hey. me, man. Hey, no, man. We're uh, excited to have you on. And, and again, I'm going to apologize in advance if I call you Kurt. Uh, <laughs> Total, totally understandable. I, I set myself up for that. <laughs> so, uh, so tell us, Jason, uh, how long you tell, tell, tell us about the club? How long you've been at it? Uh, which focus? Uh, all of it. So, I mean, I've been kind of collecting games my entire life, to be frank. Like, um, you know, I grew up. It, like it, it, my dad, you know, introduced me to ColecoVision, the Atari 2600. I mean, from birth, right? So these things were just always there. Um, but, you know, I've, I've been collecting, like, I, I can remember consciously collecting as far back as like Sega Genesis, SNES. Like I remember even back in the day, um, I was able to get my hands when it was new on like a, a Star Fox competition cartridge, the weekend competition. Ooh. I got it through yeah. Nintendo Power for 40 bucks or whatever it was. And even as a kid, I was like, this is special. I, I was in the competition and I, I won a t-shirt and I'm like, this is awesome. Um, I'll be honest, I don't have that cartridge anymore, but I did have it. And things like Final Fight Guy, you know, I bought used from Blockbuster and it became what it became. And so stuff like that, I've just been kind of after the weird stuff my entire life, really. But I got really seriously into collecting um around the time of limited run, you know, um, I, I was there for limited run number one with breach and clear on Vita. And I was thinking, man, this is so cool. And, you know, 1500 copies and who knew that years later, you know, um, there'd be hundreds of limited run games. And I kept my full limited run set going. So I've got a full set of, of PS4 oh, limited damn. run games and, and variant covers, which it's taken up a wall now. I never thought I'd get that far, but I'm kind of hooked. So I've been kind of doing it forever, you know, what uh what 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 consoles do you collect for i i'd say i have the largest collection um for ps4 it, i you know most games on ps4 in my collection um also sega dreamcast really big sega dreamcast collection big ps vita collection um decent sized switch collection and i'm kind of selective in all the other categories like i've got some one-offs here and there of, of things i like for different consoles nice do you uh, do you have all all the consoles hooked up to your TV? Uh, Not anymore, I'll no. be honest. But they're all they're accessible. <laughs> if I need them, yeah. and, uh, I I, uh, I got a two, a three, a four, and now a five hooked up to the TV. Uh, no need for the one, but and uh, yeah, no need for the handhelds. And the kids yeah. got the it, but uh, did you? Uh, so so Dreamcast Vita. PS4, no PS3? So definitely PS3, but PS3, I mean, comparatively, it's a small number, maybe like around like 150 to 200, believe it or not, PS3 games. Considering some of the stuff I have in my collection, as small as it is, um, it's it's not as big as like PS4, which I have like 1,300, 1,400. Holy shit. Still 10% of the library where the PS4 library is like three times the size. Exactly. Like PS3, I, I love everything I've gotten there, and, and PS4, it's like yeah, some of it's iffy, but I like it. Yeah. Do you? Uh, do you, so are you going for a complete uh, PS4 set? So I'm not going for a complete PS4 set again, despite the huge number. I know that sounds almost like a contradiction, but um, you know, I, I just go for the stuff that interests me. Just turns out a lot of stuff interests me, so it turned out to be a large <laughs> number. But I just don't want to have a shelf full of, you know, every Madden game, every FIFA game. Like, yeah. it's just, it's going to take up space and I'm just not into it. I should also mention, um, I'm really into collecting the not for resale kiosk games for some of the Nintendo consoles. So I've got a full 
set of uh, not for resale games for the Nintendo DS for the US, North America, including the, all the Pokemon distribution cartridges. Um, and uh, yeah, for 3DS also all the kiosk cartridges for US and Europe. So there are some full sets I go for, but those are relatively limited. Do you have a, do you got any kiosks? Uh, you know, I don't because the hardware part of it doesn't interest me quite as much. I can play all of those like DS and 3DS. And also we have got a full set of Wii kiosk games and, and demo uh, not for resale kind of games. I can play those on retail hardware. So um, that's what appeals to me in a way that they're like single game demo discs or cartridges that I could play on my regular 3DS or DS or Wii. But the, the hardware, um, strangely, that's just not something I ever really got into. And, Jason, um, you were um, oh, sorry. Uh, no, I had a question about your um, limited run set. Are you going to yeah. continue collecting a full PS4 limited run set with the mind that they might go on for years? You know, it's a painful thought, but I feel like I'm so committed to it at this point. I'm kind of all in. I'll see if my mind changes later, but I've got everyone at this point, and it's it's a little bit of an addiction. Like, what's even more addicting there is that, you know, back in the day. PS4 limited run games were limited, actually limited to like a thousand or fifteen hundred or two thousand. Yeah. Then they were open pre-orders, which made it a lot less exciting to me. And now they're back down to like, like for those weird Chemco RPGs, like a thousand copies. And so I don't know if anybody will ever really want those down the road. But knowing how limited they are kind of excites me again and makes me want to keep going. Well, I was going to add they're back down to a thousand because they they wouldn't have been selling many copies and they would have been like, hang on, guys, we're only we're doing this open pre-order for a month and we've sold fifteen hundred copies. Yeah. Or they may have even sold less. So then they've gone back to the old technique to try and get FOMO again. People buying them, thinking that oh, it's only fifteen hundred. I better buy this. Yeah, just on that note, I I showed something last week. It was a from a low print company over in Europe. I'll grab it in a second, but um, I mentioned the company actually went broke, um, and they discounted all their games to like five dollars each. So just because a game's got a thousand copies doesn't mean it's going to be expensive. I'll grab the title quickly just to show you. No, it's true. You're totally right. I'm not doing it for value as much as it interests me. You know. What, at what rate are they dropping PS4 games? Like two a month, three a month, four a month? I want to say it's like four or five now. But then there's also the distribution line, which is still limited run published, but now they have it on their Amazon store in the US. Um, so yeah, several titles there. I, I guess they're not even really limited anymore. I, I assume that they'll reprint things like uh, Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge because they're popular, right? And they're not limited run official titles, even though they're published by them. So that that's a little bit of a contradiction there. Um, and again, like you know, like you said, there's so many titles sitting around because they're not selling. I think that's the whole reason for the limited run store in North Carolina. Like they're moving unsold inventory that was just kind of sitting around. Hundred percent. Another thing to add, um, I I used to use their website. Like I was an avid limited run buyer from 2015 to 2019. Um, I rarely do it, but these days when I do and check out the website, I like to check out all the games for sale. I noticed they sell a lot of games that they don't actually do. Um, like, And I've bought some, and I'm like, well, this is weird. It hasn't got limited run games on the spine. What's going on? Um, you know what's really interesting? Like like a good example of those are the Wired Entertainment games, like, um, like, like that Moon title I can't think of the name of right now. There's a couple of titles that are not even limited run branded in any way. But what's interesting is that um, I've compared like the the, um, the the spine numbers and the barcode numbers 
to the versions that hit retail by Wired Entertainment. And they're actually um, published. They really are republished by limited run. They just don't put their branding on it. So it's like a strange little variant that nobody's interested in or looking at except for yeah. me and like two that other people. That solved more money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it eventually people will Because limited run don't discount their games. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Uh, just on that game I was talking about before, this is... um. Yep. Hello, Indie Calypso. So the studio is uh, Senjundo Soft Games. And they've gone broke. Um, I was speaking to Jonas, who's a collector who watches the um, podcast, and he said one of his friends actually bought all their inventory. So, um, you know, so many of these limited-run pop-type companies have popped up that, you know, they're actually going broke. People aren't buying all these games. And they paid um, full price for that game before it hit $5, so I'm one of those people. Figsy, uh, what, you know. what was the name of the game? Oh, I think that. it's Indiocalypse, <laughs> Indiocalypse or something like that. And ladies and gentlemen, this has been Figsy named that game. <laughs> yeah, it's Indiocalypse. <laughs> you called it Calypso? Hello, die Calypso? <laughs> well, I was reading it like this. Uh, by, line by line. So. Oh, but then I when you look it. at the spine. I love your illiterate ass, Figsy. <laughs> But like, funny you say that, Jason, because I remember when I first started buying limited run games, the thing that I was saying, like, I I never, prior to them, I never bought for, like, investment or anything like that. But buying them, I was buying them and I was saying, well, I'm buying these games for, for me, it wasn't just $25. It was, like, 50 or 60 Australian after you pay, you know, import fees and postage and uh, translating the, um, the currency fees and everything. Anyway, I'm saying these games are always going to be worth at least what I pay for them. And for the first year or two, that's correct. Like most of them were worth more. But like today, I can go on eBay and buy limited run games cheaper than what they sell them for. Yeah. And that's painful. And so for me, yeah, that hurts. Because I remember when they were always worth more than what they were released at, right? But just because I enjoy collecting a full set of limited run in particular, like on, on my shelf, it's actually numbered by spine number. And so... Um, it's not alphabetized. I, I just like seeing the chronological progression. of Mine's the do. same. I, I prefer that as well. Only because they do that little detail. That's one of the things I like about limited run games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jason, have you, have, are you getting everything from limited run or sometimes you're getting stuff late from eBay or here and there? When it comes to PS4, I just get it from them and I try to lump as many titles into one package to save on shipping. For Switch, I started with a full set and I just realized, you know, I'm not interested enough in Switch collecting to really want to go that far. So I think I got every Switch limited run game for the first like year and a half or so. And then I just went to the ones that interested me. What about the Vita? I do have a full limited run Vita set. Ooh. So, okay, so that leads to another question. <laughs> do you have that special um, cart that they sent out to collectors who were going for full sets? Oh, that one, Revenge of the Bird King. So that I don't have yet because they haven't actually sent them yet. The ones that are out there are kind of leaked copies from people who knew people or however they got them. They I thought it was just a Vita cart that was, it wasn't, didn't actually have a game inside. It just said like, thank you and limited run games on the front. That one I've got. Okay. Yeah. And actually it's right here. Thank Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's cool, but it's just a metal 
collectible coin. Cartridge. That's <laughs> But I've seen cool. people selling them for like five hundred dollars on eBay. Oh shit! And so, is what? What other? Uh, what other grails have you got for for other consoles? I know you brought some stuff to show off, and uh, I'm I'm itching to see them. Uh, what else you got for us, Jason? What? Which? Uh, let's let's see them. Uh, rare. What's the word? What, what's the word? The term they use? Uh, rare gem? No, hidden gems? No, no. Undiscovered jewels. Let's. What else you got over there? So some of these are discovered. I'm not going to lie. Some of them are kind of hidden gemish. I guess I'll say, um, semi precious. I don't know. Um, just trying to go with the theme. So solid gold, baby. <laughs> definitely not gold, but um, plastic and shiny. So um, yeah. So I I just kind of pulled some off the shelf. Some PS4, some PS3, some Vita, a little bit of 3DS, a little bit of Dreamcast, and a little bit of DS. So anywhere, anywhere yeah, you want to start, look, you can start wherever start... you like. This no, is your I'm... segment. Yeah, let's go. So I, 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 <laughs> I might as well start with PS3. And I, I know that, that you guys know some of the stuff I've got here. Oh, um, we, I, we, we know. I just. Uh... <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's safe to say probably the biggest gem in my collection um, is at NBA Elite 11. There it is. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you. Let's okay. um, tell us the story on how you got this, man. I've, I've heard it before. But I love this story. It, so it's a crazy story. It's crazier because I actually used to have five copies, and I'm I'm down to one. So okay, <clears throat> my first copy. This is my first copy. Still have it. All were sealed, by the way. Um. <clears throat> okay, so I actually got this off eBay. That, that's not entirely true. I'll, I'll take another step back. Back in the day when copies started to appear on eBay, you remember they were like um, maybe up to $300 for a sealed copy. They were like 150 to 200 for a disc-only copy. Wherever those came from, I'm not sure. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, <clears throat> so somebody had sold a copy for like 250 or so, and I regretted not getting it. This was really before I got hardcore into collecting modern games. And um, <clears throat> it was really the story of NBA Elite that interested me the most, that a game got that far, right? Like it got so far, it was a troubled game. EA knew it was a problem. They just kept making it and eventually they pressed it and they canceled it after they pressed it, which I find insane, right? Like if you're gonna cancel it, why are you wasting the money to continue to produce it and then actually manufacture it? I just found that fascinating, right? Yeah, and I wasn't really a PS3 collector. I just thought that was an insane situation that this exists. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, yeah, I, I saw that a seller had sold a sealed copy on eBay, like around 250. Um, and I contacted that guy, the seller, and I was like, hey, do you have any more? And he's like, yeah, I'll sell you one on the side. And I got it for like 250 bucks sealed. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. And I was happy with that. Um, and I'm still very obviously happy with that. But as time went on, I'm like, you know, I know there are more copies out there. They're somewhere, right? Like, how do I get them? And I just kind of went one day on a mad Google search. Um, and I found um, a wholesaler, like a, a company who acquired unsold Amazon merchandise. So as far as I know, Amazon never shipped any copies of this, even for pre-orders. As far as I know, they were never just sent by Amazon. But I found this retailer who bought unsold or returned or both Amazon merchandise. And then they just resold it at like, you know, below retail prices. And so I found a site that was actually called, no joke, nobetterdeal.com. 
They don't exist anymore. But that's actually what they were called. And I found just by searching for NBA Elite PS3, I found this website called NoBetterDeal.com. They said they had nine copies of NBA Elite for $35 each. Oh, my God. (laughs) You took five of them? So what I was thinking is this has got to be wrong. Like, they're going to steal my money. Like, I, I... I didn't have the money to take the risk on all nine copies. I bought one and I'm like, I'm never going to receive this. They're never going to send it, get a shipping confirmation. And one day, a couple days later, it shows up. It's a, it's a sealed copy of NBA elite for $35. (laughs) So first thing I do, right. I rush back to that website and I'm like, okay, are they still there? Like, does anybody know this site exists? It went down from nine to four remaining copies. So five more were sold. Totally regret that. Right. But I bought the remaining four copies. A couple of days later, four more or three more, whatever. What losing track here? I had five, five and all. So I guess I yeah, I bought four from them. I got three more sealed copies for thirty five dollars each. So ultimately, I had a total of five sealed NBA elites. Then I got laid off from my job, and this is now twenty twelve. Um, I had like a trip planned to New York. Um, you know, I planned to spend money there. Uh, and I lost my job like two days before. And so I ended up eBaying three of my five NBA elites for four to $600 each. And believe me, I regret that a lot. Hmm. But, you know, it, it helped me to, you know, pay for the trip. It helped me to pay for my rent when I got back. It was just like a survival thing. And also, I was still thinking 2012, more of these might show up one day. I, I really didn't think they just wouldn't resurface. I was thinking I got to him first and more will show up somewhere. Well, they still might. You don't know. <laughs> it could still happen. It could still happen. I and still so have to dream that this happens again and I find $35 copies. What's the, name yeah. of that, is, what's the name of that website again? Is that place still around? <laughs> they are gone, but oh, it was man. called NoBetterDeal.com. It's, it was freaking ridiculous that I'm buying NBA Elite for $35 from NoBetterDeal.com. Jesus. So that, that last story collector, I love this story, man. It's awesome. So the fourth copy, right, from them, I ended up, I held on to it. And I, I think I sold it a couple of years later. It was like 2014 for like, I think it was $1,250 at that time. And I kept my original. So I'm down to one. Um, of course, I wish I hadn't sold all those, but I still have a photo somewhere of all five of them stacked up. Oh. Oh man, well wow. that'd be a good troll pick for the groups. Today's pickups found yeah. these sport games for a dollar each. Does anyone know about them? <laughs> <laughs> can we see that? Can, bring bring that thing up again. Can can we see that again? Can, you know, there it is. Oh yeah. wow. And any so, any any thoughts of setting it off to get graded? I've had that thought a lot, and my first thought is always, what if it gets lost? And then I revisit that thought later and i just haven't gotten around to it yet did you see the pokemon the, game it just oh, yeah. got destroyed by u.s customs did you hear about that one i that don't was... think i heard about that one like this week a game was graded by Iwata or vga and the guy got it back and it had been smashed the case and they ripped the front cover off of it yeah that... That is like my worst nightmare when I think about sending this off. Well, well that was those was U.S. customs. Was it coming from England or, or Canada? I, the, I, well, I regardless, I you know, I mean, it would have been an overseas collector. But like I've had games that I've bought overseas and they get opened by customs. 
Yeah, you know, people you're safer because you're in America, Jason. So you're selling to an American company, but like, regardless, I wouldn't want to sell that out. You know, if the mailman finds out that that's worth 20 grand, then he might quit his job, you know, and take it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, FedEx and UPS are safer, but still, I just, I'm, I'm afraid to put this in a box and say, here, take this. And like, what do you do? Do you insure it for 20 grand? Because, yeah, I mean, you, you can't, you can. I mean, you can insure it, but, uh, you know, some overnight uh, third-party service would probably be the way to go, you know, so uh, registered mail or registered mail. But I would. If I had the fucking thing, I would. I mean, I think I will. Shit. I think I will at some point. I just keep hoping that they'll do some on-site grading at some point, like at a convention or something. I yeah, think they typically don't. But the, the, Can you yeah. deliver games to them and pick them up? Yeah, and actually, you know, I heard about California. that. VGA. Yeah, and I'm in California. So and that's in like Santa Ana, I think. So it's not real wherever it is. It's like it's a it's Orange County. So it's not too far away from me. I could do it and I feel better about that. But still it's like a six or nine month or whatever it is, you know, delay. Yeah, we go. I mean, there's collectors out there that like say you had a perfect <clears throat> deal of Mario Kart sixty four. If, if I own that, I would be more comfortable to fly there, hand it to them, and then fly back and pick it up in person. So I'm sure they offer that service. That's true. That, 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 yeah, I should I should consider it. I, I do intend to grade it at some point. I just haven't. And yeah. if you tell them what you've got, they're probably like, yeah, please, we'll welcome that. We haven't seen one for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, well, so you're, you're going to give it. So you've decided on VGA. We're not going with Wada here. I haven't decided where I'm going to grade it yet. No, you did. <laughs> I, think, I think VGA is the safe bet. Well, the safer bet. I, anyway. I wouldn't go with anyone. Yeah, I wouldn't so, go I mean, it, it's, a, it's a six to eight month wait for a reason. Have you ever yeah. have you have you ever graded anything before? You got anything graded? In I actually haven't. I have lots of stuff that's grading worthy for sure, but I just haven't. I haven't done it, um, and I I think I'm going to change that at some point. I just haven't gotten around to it. I I talked to a guy who does grading. I I don't remember exactly, but I guess they based on the price of the game or the value of the game. That's part of their uh, fee. So uh, it it probably it probably costs you a pretty penny to have that thing graded. Yeah. But, uh, Probably more than the four or five hundred dollars I sold these copies for in like yeah. twenty twelve. <laughs> oh, in man. saying that, like if you were to get it graded, I'd probably only get it graded if I was going to sell it myself, and that's what I've said about certain expensive pieces in my collection. You know, if I'm going to sell it, I'd get it graded first, and it would probably be worth doing. Well, that's the other thing. I don't really. Maybe someday I'll sell it. You know, like for for my kids' college something one day. But I mean, it's like. I don't intend to sell it. I enjoy having this copy, you know, so yep. I'm good with it. You know, I have it in a plastic box, which will protect it. From... Yeah, exactly. And yeah. if you're not going to sell it, why would you get it graded? Why would yeah. you guys spend $600 so you can put it on a shelf in a bigger box? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it defeats the whole point of getting off nobetterdeal.com for $35, right? And if they graded an 8.2 or something, you probably won't feel good about it, you know? I like to think it's better, <laughs> but yeah, it would suck if somebody's like, oh, no, I see I see a little mark on the cellophane. That's an 8. Now, <laughs> while we're talking about grading, I was um, watching Get the Games Greg, uh, who's actually coming on the podcast at the end of this month or next month. Uh, anyway, he was um, talking about uh, grading companies doing more completing box games and how completing box games scene is actually getting really popular. And it's especially cardboard stuff, and it's all done on condition, which as a PS3 collector collecting like slipcovers for years, I've been saying that for a long time. Um, yeah, so have you guys ever heard about like um, people getting completing box stuff graded? 
God, it's not my scene. I, 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 I honestly, I, I know one person who deals in graded games, and uh, I barely talk to him about it. But uh, nah, I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to flip color graded because it's something that, like, um, you know, it's it's where a game's plastic, where this is cardboard. You know, once it's in that sleeve, it's always going to be protected. Yeah. I got it. Go on. Uh, so, uh, Mar- uh, Marin say 76. Is this the last episode? Because how does anyone top a sealed NBA lead after this? <laughs> yeah, what's up, Mark? Man. Yes, we're, yeah, this is this is the final episode. <laughs> I, I killed the it. final boss. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you, you, what else? Well, okay, so you showed you showed us NBA to love, and uh, what else you got in your uh, bag of tricks, Jason? It's gonna be hard to top that one. So I, I'm not going to claim anything is going to top that, but I have I have weird stuff to show. So it's in that category of weirdness, but not notoriety. There's any PS4 collectors, they might disagree. They might be like, you've topped it. <laughs> I got a couple of PS4 things to show you guys, but I'll, I'll just, I'll stick by system, right? So I'll show you a couple more PS3 that I pulled out. And this is one that I, I don't see anybody talk about. Um, and I'm not honestly sure how rare it is, but I've I've not seen it again since i picked it up you have me intrigued now so this is uh dark stalkers resurrection <laughs> i shared that on the last last episode podcast oh really <laughs> well, no you so, showed you showed vampire this is dark stalkers uh this is korean copy right exactly that's the thing it's so sitting right next to me from last episode but this is, this is yeah the, it's the um, same but not the same the chinese copy this one so so dark stalkers yeah i mean in asia um it was released as vampire chronicle and it's relatively common right it was a retail release um but in korea vampire chronicle is known as dark stalkers like it is in north america and then so in korea um it actually got a physical pressing with the name dark stalkers resurrection and that's the only territory in the world that had a oh, pressing cool. with that title so know. and it plays in english as well I want one. I I had the uh, I had Vampire coming in, in and out of my collection because uh, once they dropped the uh, Capcom Fighting Collection on PS4, it's obviously the better version. I I had jumped on that and I was like, yeah, I don't need this anymore, and uh, I let it go. But uh, it's understandable. I uh, I I I don't oh, shit. Uh, now I got. God damn it! Now I want it. <laughs> but Just I, I quit collecting these. Um, the Japanese version plays in English too. I make made the mistake of um posting a photo on instagram saying for sale and then realized i didn't actually have this version in the collection and had like 6 p.m's of people going can i buy that game and i'm like uh oh, kind of keeping it <laughs> so yeah i mean like a disc copy of the game it plays exactly the same as the japanese one like it it plays a north american version on like you know or whatever it is an english version on an english you know firmware but like inside, you know, even the disc says Darkstalkers. It's just really cool to me, you know, because that's how I know the franchise is Darkstalkers, not Vampire Chronicle. Yeah, Where'd you no, find it? Where, how'd you get? How'd you track that one down? So I got that on eBay at launch because I was already looking for a copy of Vampire Chronicle, and so I was like uh, looking on eBay, and I found a South, South Korean seller who just had it as Darkstalkers, and I'm like, is that right? Is that is that real? And yeah, it's real. Um, and I bought it. It was like twenty bucks from Korea. I opened it and played it. It was sealed. I wish I hadn't opened it. But Jason, I gotta tell you, you're pissing me off with these prices. <laughs> I'm I'm lucky. I, I mean, I've had a lot of luck. 
Yeah, yeah, but if you bought that at release, those were the prices back in 2010, 2012, 2013, even 2015. Video games, paying $60 for a video game, unless it came out that week, that wasn't a thing. Yeah, no, it's true. You're absolutely right, man. So definitely no NBA Elite, but it's it's in the weird category of just stuff that I'm really happy to own, you know? It ticks the, um. it's not in Figsy's collection box. So I, I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, if it's not if it's not on your shelf, it's it's got to be something. What else we got? So this is one I think I learned about this from from a group on Facebook that you're the admin of, Figzy. So thank you for that. If I'm if I'm remembering right, at least I think I am. But um, one of the group members, um, Arif, had posted, um, yeah, "Hey, have you ever heard this? Heard, heard of this or seen this before?" But it's a I believe this is a Southeast Asian PS3 English language demo and trailer disc. Ah, I did see that the other day. Yeah. That's cool. So I believe this is Southeast Asian. Um, so like Malaysia, Singapore, and it's got a playable English demo of the last guy and Metal Gear Solid 4 on it. And it's got a trailer for the English version of Aquanauts Holiday on there. That's really cool. So, yeah, like I had never heard of this, never seen it. I saw your post when I think your reply, Figsy, saying you had never seen it before either. And I'm like, oh, man. And so I contacted the guy and, and I was able to pick up one of the two copies he had. He had one sealed and one opened and I was able to get the sealed from him. I'm pretty sure there's a Japanese version of that. It's the red and the silver one. And that's just the Asian version of that demo disc. Yeah. So I learned later, yeah, there is that one. Um, but I guess Southeast Asia just had an English cover. Maybe the disc itself has English. I, I love it. It's awesome. I've never seen that variant before. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. It, like it's got, I love like the, the old PS3 packaging. Just into it. On those packs, there was a time in like 2016, 17, where um, Western sellers were selling those demo discs for like 200 bucks a pop. And people yeah. on, in Japan got a hold of them and were like, these are like five dollars in Japan. Started flooding the market, and now they're like, you can literally pick them up for like twenty dollars. I remember that, and like I, you know, I've been lucky enough um, right before the pandemic to go to Japan a couple times, and I went to Akihabara each time. And it's just so crazy to see the prices that things go for there, even you know, um, targeting tourists, right? It, it's just like the prices there on some of the stuff. It's just common. You know, I'm just gonna grab those discs so people that are watching know what I'm talking about. Where, where, where did he go? <laughs> All of a sudden, he was there. Now he's gone. What did he say he was gonna do? I, I kind of missed it. Oh, he's probably crawling under his desk to grab a uh, a game on the far wall behind his desk. Oh, I probably one of those <laughs> Japanese demos. Oh, hey, yeah, the Japanese games live under the desk. But news flash. These are the demo packs that we're referring. Figzy is a is a hand puppet. I remember those, and I do remember those going for crazy prices. Till yeah, so this one here is the one that you've got. It's got the last guy playable, and then it's got Africa and Aquanauts Holiday as a video, which is really. Cool. I didn't you realize that this was one for like ten dollars on eBay today. Yep. Do you know if they play like in English on on an English like you know language firmware, or is it all Japanese regardless? My copy's sealed, so I can't answer that. <laughs> And I won't be finding out. Sorry. <laughs> I'll Google it. Um, someone might know. If you guys do, let us know. Please let us know in the comments. All right, J Jason. Uh, 
hold off on showing anything else. I gotta, I gotta take a party break. So. Okay. I don't want to miss it. <laughs> I don't want to miss it. I'll be right back. I will. We got um, Fujitsu coming in at thirty minutes, and Langer's at forty. I think we got a draw here. <laughs> <laughs> We'll say good day to everyone while, we, while um, Will's gone. What's up, Tezza? How you going, man? Yeah, Kurt's in here. Kurt was saying Unreal, talking about NBA Lead 11. Hey, Kurt. Uh, AJ's in here. Hey, AJ. How's it going? Hey, man. Uh, as well as Robert. Hey, Robert. And we got David. We got Chaos. What's up, Chaos? Hattie's in here. Turner. Hey, Turner. Uh, Mark's in here as well, as well as Banfi and Moonrunner. G'day, guys. Thanks, everyone, for coming in. Uh, Joe's in here as well. What's up, Joe? And we've got uh, Fujitsubo, which is Andy. What's up, Andy? Uh, Tezza was saying, nice to meet you, Katori. Hey, nice to meet you. I was looking behind you, um, obviously the Jack Pack stand out, but then the shelf below that, you've got this big red collector's edition. Is that the game, Will? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's Will, and it was um, an exclusive to the Milestone US store, and it has like a plush inside, but it's also got a cover variant that wasn't available in any other form. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know it had a collector's pack at all. That's really cool. Yeah, I can actually pull it. Good morning, Rasmus. Yep, here it is. Ooh, that's really, really cool. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, it's for the switch. Okay, that makes sense of the red box. Yep. So it's I can't remember what it looks like, but it has a cover variant in there that um, it's only in this edition, and this edition was only sold on their online store. Nice. I just bought that game for the podcast because of Will. Oh, nice. <laughs> What's up, Jay? How you doing, man? Uh, so I wanted to say congratulations to you, Jason. Um, you just became a dad, so um, congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <clears throat> my my first kid, only kid as of now, was born on Christmas and haven't slept since. <laughs> but it's been it's been awesome. Have you got any gaming done since Christmas? No, <laughs> I, I've gotten no sleep. I've gotten a um, few meals. Um, yeah, no gaming, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. I'm sure you'll have plenty of time for that in the future, hopefully together. I hope so. Yeah, I, I, I want to. One day I look forward to just like playing a Super Mario game on, on the couch with my kid. Like that just seems surreal and awesome. Yeah, or your kid picking a game out of your collection saying, can we play this one? And it's like one of your favorite games that you've played and you're really excited, you know? Yep. And like, you know, when it's something like, hey, what about, what about Poop Slinger? And it'll be like, no, no, don't play that one. <laughs> I want to play this NBA game. game. It looks yeah. fun. You don't like old basketball games. That's what I'll tell you. <laughs> There's nothing to see here. Uh, do, we've got a question from Mark. He says, explain the name Katori. So it's a legacy thing that I feel both stuck with and, you know, I'm, I'm used to it because it's been forever. Um, I think that, I think it was my first AOL screen name, like in the 90s. Um, so it's embarrassing now to, to 
talk about the origins of it, but I was a big Nirvana fan in in high school. And so the Kurt was Kurt Cobain. I was a big Nirvana fan. I was also a big Tori Amos fan because it was the 90s and I was into that kind of thing. And so I just combined the two names. And so it's Kurt Cobain and Tori Amos stuck together. And um, now I'm not so much of a Tori Amos fan. I still like Nirvana, but um, yeah. So it just kind of became, it, I, I started um, buying and selling on eBay in the 90s. And so that was my my username there and on Assembler and all these other forums, um, Nintendo age, things that don't exist anymore. I just kind of kept that identity and people kind of know me by that by now. So, so I stuck with it. All right, can you fill me in on who Tori Amon is? I know obviously not Kurt Cobain, but I'm not too familiar with Tori who? Tori Amos. All right, yeah. she's another she's another singer. Oh, uh, I can't. Yep. She's like a singer songwriter. She plays the piano. She had bright red she still does have bright red hair. Oh, that uh, was the stage name she went by. I've never heard of her before. Yeah, she was she was very big in the nineties. Um she still exists now, but much smaller kind of fan base. But um yeah, so I was really into the two of them, and yeah, I still got it. <laughs> nice. I like that you've kept it all this time. You know, it's got meaning to it as well. <laughs> yeah, people know me by it, so I just just kept it. Uh, Jason, I want to ask. Um, I like to ask people this question: How many games are in your collection in total? I'd have to guess. I probably like. Like I said, PS4, 13 to 1400. Um, Vita, I don't know. Like, I'd have to do an inventory in my head. I've never really counted, honestly. Aren't you tracking? You got a tracker? You know, believe it or not, I don't because I just know what's there. I know. I know. I have such, it's crazy. I have such a huge number. So you you even know the exact number to like the one digit or you don't know at all because you're tracking it. I don't exactly know at all. I just know if I have it or if I want it or if I need it, you know, like, um, Probably around, I don't know, like 2000, maybe. Yep. It's very, very respectable. That's for sure. Uh, someone in chat was saying, uh, are those the Jack and Daxter games behind you? They are. Those are the um, the collector's editions of 1, 2, 3, and Jack X from Limited Run. I do regret not getting those. They're nice. I mean, like, it was, it was pretty exciting when limited run grew to the point of legitimacy that they could get like first party Sony games published through their label. That to me was like, like a big moment, you know, and I'm not the, I'll I'll be honest. I like Jack, uh, but I'm not the biggest Jack fan. I thought that was just super cool that, you know, the platform holder is allowing them to license their own IP to publish on their platform. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I agree with you. It was awesome. I just got to check on my dog guys. Sorry. Sure. What did I miss while I was gone? Did you show off any other games, Jason? Um, so on the shelf, um, Figsy called out the the Switch game Will, and this is a, a limited edition that I picked up off of um, the, the Milestone US store. So this edition was only sold there, and inside is a plush and a cover variant of the standard game. So that was all you missed. We just talked about that. That's me. My that's my name. I've looked at that game. Uh, is it is it a visual novel? Do you know anything about the game? Um, I I remember the artwork being cool, <laughs> but I never actually. I've got I've got a standard version. I haven't opened. I intended to play eventually, and I think it's like action related. That leads to my next question: What are you currently playing? What, what what's in what's in your console right now? So actually, one thing you did miss is we were talking about um, how I just had a kid on Christmas, and so 
Um, I'm not sleeping or unfortunately playing much right now, but I'm trying to think of what I had been playing before the kid was born. Um, let's see a little bit of God of War Ragnarok on PS five. Um, what else? Um, I had gotten that Joe and Mac remake on PS five as well. Um, that wasn't amazing. I'll be honest with you. Graphically, it's cool, but they kept it a little tr too true to the original. I didn't think that they improved on those like nineties controls that they could have, you know, much, much more seamlessly integrated. They kept it a little bit too real. Um, what else? I was playing Shredder's Revenge also before the kid was born. And now that the kid is born, I've played uh, nothing. So I hope that's going to change soon. Pro tip. If, if, if you cradle the baby in one arm, right, you can crook a bottle uh, under your neck and, and, and just hold it there and you can, you can play games at the same time. Uh, I, I've, I've, mastered, I've mastered this technique, and with a little practice, uh, you should be able to pull it off as well. I'm going to try that. I'm gonna try that right after this, actually. Yeah, dad life. <laughs> Balance the kid on one knee. See if I draw him. No, 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 no. <laughs> not literally. Or you can get, or you, or you can get. A, do you know what a baby Bjorn is? Oh, that's like one of those things that you can wear. Is that right? Yeah, it's basically like a. a it, it's like a backpack, but it goes on your chest. Yeah, and, and the baby sticks out. Uh, it's got holes in the bottom and legs yep. and arms. Yeah, you, those are good too. Uh, I, I got one of those, and I haven't figured out how to how to fasten oh, it yet. Yeah, it's but. it's it's a uh, yeah, it's 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 a bit of a puzzle, but yeah, uh, baby Bjorn and uh, yeah, the neck crook bottle. Father of the year. Go check that out. Follow me for more parenting tips. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got a question from you uh, for you, Jason from chat. Uh, Mark's asking, would love to see a Radiant Silver Gun limited run games 164, please. <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm going to have to go off camera for just a second to get it. Um, uh, AJ was answering uh, the game that Will is. So I believe Will's a visual novel where you play as God and you have to answer prayers. That's well, that shit. That's. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm a video game god. No. <laughs> so number one sixty four is actually Power Rangers. Oh, Ooh, I got that one in my collection. I bought it because it was cheap. Maybe Mark was referring to the Switch or the Vita version. It's, it's not on Vita. It is on Switch. Um, I don't know if I've received my Switch copy yet. Uh, but anyway, guys, before Will was going, we were doing some show and tell. Jason was showing us some stuff. Oh, yes. So, um, well, let's get back to where we were. Let, sure. let, let, before, before we get into the PS4 stuff, uh, may, may we see, I don't know, DS or uh, the Dreamcast stuff that you brought on? Sure. So let's see. This is, this is again, just like random, not entirely. Just I, I have a lot of favorites in my collection, but I just picked a few. So uh, Mark was saying, yeah, it was for the Switch. Um, I, I don't know if I received mine yet, but my switch is not totally organized right now. So if I did get it, it it's a bit of a blur because of the kid. There you go. Yep. Still in production. I, I, I thought I hadn't it. gotten it yet. So, okay. Um, jumping around. So some Dreamcast, right? Um, I've got nearly a full Dreamcast set. I've got all the ones I want. It's, it's a large right. number, but um, no particular order. So this is kind of, it's known to be like the holy grail for US Dreamcast stuff, but um, Sonic Adventure Limited Edition. Nice, man. That looks pristine too, that copy. It's it's like, it actually, there were a couple of ways that this was distributed in the US. It was um, 
it was included in key, with kiosks, the very first US uh, Dreamcast kiosks. And it was also rented at um, Hollywood Video in the US before the Dreamcast was released. Um, so they had like a pilot program where you could rent the Dreamcast within the month before the release, and then hopefully you'll pre-order it and get excited about it. So this was like a pre-release version of the game. All the ones from um, Hollywood Video had that those ugly stickers that they would plaster, the rental stickers oh, that yeah. defaced. Yeah. So there's a bunch of ruined copies of this game out there that were from Hollywood Video. That's where most of them came from. But the smaller number were included with the kiosks as the, the default game with the first Dreamcast kiosk. And so this is actually out of a kiosk um, without that ugly sticker on the disc. And I think it was a kiosk that was never even assembled. So it's like Ooh, literally it's brand new, but they were never sealed as far as I know. Is there a Bakhead on the back? There is. Interesting. Interesting that they would do that with a kiosk version and then not have like not for resale or something. It's super weird. I mean, maybe because they were primarily intended as that rental at, at Hollywood Video, but even still, it was never sold. So it, it is weird that it has a, a barcode at all. Um, so sticking with Dreamcast a little bit more, this one's much less documented, but that's kind of a good lead in, right? So that was a rental version for primarily of Sonic Adventure, but there is also a very little known rental version of Power Stone, which flat out says Ooh, rental copy. That's on it. cool. That's really cool. This one's like barely documented. It's super weird. Um, so that insert, it's actually not a manual. It's just a, a single sheet of paper, right? Because it was never intended to be rented with a manual. Um, in the back, at first glance, looks like a retail version. However, it's not. It's actually, there are slight differences, um, like in the placement of the iconography and the legal text is a little bit different. Um, and I'm not sure if, you know, anyone's done like a kind of comparison of a dump, but I, I'm pretty sure it's the same content as the retail, but I'm not 100%. It plays and has all the same features like retail. But this one, I'm not entirely sure where it came from. I think it might have been Blockbuster only in Canada. <laughs> Knowing the story of like Sculptor's Cut for the N64, I, I don't even know about this one. I'm assuming that like it would be so hard to find. Don't even want to know how expensive it is. Yeah, it's well, this one. I mean, the thing is that like if you find it, it's not expensive for the most part because nobody knows what it is. It's not even one of those like known documented weird ones. Yeah. But I at one point had multiple copies and I just found these on eBay because they're no one's selling them as what they are because nobody knows what they are. Yeah. And my my extra copy, um, I actually traded to somebody at Limited Run and it ended up in, in Josh's collection. And Josh oh, once posted cool. about it. So that's where one of my other other ones of this went. Funny you say that. I've sold two games on eBay to Josh now. Oh, really? Both, both of them were PAL exclusives, too. So now I'm curious. Like, which one of them was 10,000 Bullets on the PS2, PAL exclusive. I forget what the other game was. Nice. I wrote him like a handwritten letter saying I'm the run supporter from day one. Is this Josh Narleski? Oh, Fairhurst. Fair, I don't know that guy. He's yeah, the founder. Yeah. One of the limited two run. founders of Limited Run Games. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. You, you, you guys talk about these people by first names. Like, I'm supposed to know who the fuck they are. Josh and Doug. <laughs> if you're a Limited Run person, you know Josh and Doug by first name. Yeah. They were like they were like employee one and two when there were only two employees. And they put themselves out there like we're the face of the company. 
Josh and Doug, and everyone yeah. knew them like that. I still remember when Breach and Clear, so Limited Run Number One came out. I still remember them posting photos of Doug just hand packing them all, which I thought was pretty funny. Was Breach and Clear their game, or was it Saturday Morning RPG that was their game? Breach and Clear they developed, and I think it was published by Gun, but then they got the physical publishing rights because who wanted to publish that, right, physically? But Saturday Morning RPG was developed and published by them first on um, the Ouya, and then they ported it to uh, like PS4 and and Switch later. So that was theirs. Um, but they de they developed both of them. Nice. I've got them both for PS4. I don't have the Vita Breach and Clear because I would never really was a Vita collector. Yep. I remember buying it and, and you know, they didn't sell out very quick. Nobody knew who they were yet. Interesting. <laughs> now it's a full $500 game. Are, those, are, are Josh or Doug supposedly the ones that are uh, uh, drip feeding them out? Or is it supposed to be a, a different employee? Uh, if, you, if you look on YouTube, there's hours and hours of controversy about the two of them but um like my interactions with them both have been pretty positive compared to other people in the company so i'm um, like i like them both you know yeah I, i've met both them both the company they're, they're both down they're both collectors like they they're collectors like you and me at the end of the day uh, i'm not trying to shit on them but you but you 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 i believe you're the one who told me this story that somebody somewhere made off with the case or the, I guess this is the, the theory of breach and clear. This is, I'm talking about the right game, right? Breach. Yep. Yeah. And, and they were being sold on eBay and they were coming from, is it North or South Carolina? Um, North Carolina. And it was from the same city that they're in the same postcode. Yep. I don't know whether it was them or not. No, like I couldn't tell you the name. I can just say it was the same postcode. So, as I remember, and I think I know who you're talking about. I, I seem to remember there was like some employee who like, who took copies of the game like legitimately in lieu of getting paid like josh gave him copies of the game and then he ended up reselling them like that's what i think i heard it happened that he didn't steal it but he was just given a large number and i don't know if that's true i can't remember where i heard that story then that's maybe fair. it was a contractor and the agreement was we'll give you you know 500 bucks oh well you can just give me that case of games and we'll call it square or something that's, I think I if, you, if you logistically think of it and they're a brand new company just getting started and it was probably all their friends, that probably happened. Yeah, I mean, like, Josh has talked openly about how they were broke and they couldn't make payroll and this was, like, a last resort to keep the company going and pay his employees for at least, you know, like, whatever it is that he owed them or whatever it was. So I can believe that story is true. I, I do know before they even sold Breach and Clear through the website, they were offering uh, different game shops like whole boxes of them uh, one of my friends bought an entire box before they were even sold so that's definitely occurred yep that sounds, that sounds like true. that sounds like fair game to me it doesn't sound like anything nefarious going on there no yeah and that's so I, I saw the guy like i mean you know kudos to him if, if that story is true that he probably made out like a bandit or at least he got more than he would have been owed you know in back pay the story that i've said on the podcast is from a youtube video where we're trying to you know talk bad about limited run game so it's making them out to be the bad guys there's always two sides to every story yeah what else we got in the stack jason so i got two more dreamcast here so this is one i don't know the story of um but there was a game super runabout um san francisco edition which got a retail release in europe as well as in the u.s um and you know 
several years later, there were these weird variants of it that kind of a handful of them that popped up on eBay from one seller who also didn't know the origins of it. So I'm not sure where he got it from. But um, so here it is. It's labeled as the San Francisco runabout driver's kit or Ooh, super runabout driver's that's kit. Oh, cool. that's really, really cool. And this is sealed too. Like, it, and again, no branding. It doesn't say Dreamcast anywhere on here, but I have seen an open copy of it and it's a Dreamcast disc in there. So I don't know what the story is. I, I think it might've been from a press kit. Maybe they had um, label variants that were made specifically for the press. I'm not sure, but it's cool and weird. Actually, there it is. Yeah, there is a Sega Dreamcast logo. One of our first guests, uh, Ben, who was on the show, uh, collected a full Dreamcast set. I want to message him about all these questions. Have you seen this before? Do you know about this? Have you seen this one? <laughs> They're weird ones. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't consider this a must-have for a full set. I have no idea what it is, but it's still, <clears throat> it's got artwork. Yeah, it's weird, but I love it. I love the weird stuff. I just wanted to um, mention on that weird thing, um, you remind me of a collector that we've had on the show, Nikolai Rossi. Uh, you two in the groups always post like the same game, like at the same time. And everyone's like, I've never seen this before. <laughs> yeah. Nicolo and I have very similar taste in weird games and, and oftentimes knowingly horrible games. I've got, I've got some in my stack here that I know he's posted before. Um, we're into weird stuff and we share a kinship in that way. No, and I think there's people out there just waiting for the two of you to post games and like all right that's what jason and nicola are getting i want that because i like what they're into <laughs> i want to be on a uh, hopefully i can come back to the the podcast and be on with nicola and just have a dueling weird game kind of yeah no I'd, I'd love that nicola wants to come back on the show too so um we'll we'll have to schedule that in jason and nicola for the future that'd be awesome he's weirdo the, the weirdo game edition <laughs> we are gaming weirdos so that's appropriate so the last Dreamcast game I've got here, again, it's a weird one because I'm into that. And again, it's Sonic Adventure. There's a story here. So looks like just a disc-only Japanese copy of Sonic Adventure, but that is not what this actually is. So if you look really closely, I think it says sample on the inner ring um, in kanji. And what this is, you might think, oh, okay, it's like a, like a kiosk copy or whatever of, of Sonic Adventure for the Japanese release. It's not that either. So what this is, weirdly, these were pressed in Germany, in Europe, um, shortly before E3 1999. The game had been released in Japan, I think in December 98 at that point. And you know, the US release for the Dreamcast is like famously 9999, right? So for E3 um, 1999, I don't know if that was May or June, 1999 in Europe, they pressed this region free disc with Japanese artwork pressed in weirdly Germany, but for an American trade show. And this is actually the E3 demo disc of Sonic adventure. Ooh, so is that many, one of them? Is that a one-off? No, I mean this, so this is a, an actual pressing and I don't know how many there were, but there were at least enough made for all the dreamcast kiosks that were running it at E3. And then they probably made backups in case something went wrong and different things like that. Yep. They wouldn't so be I actually, That's so cool. I got this off Assembler when Assembler forum still existed. And like when you put this in, so it, I believe it's region free. It at least plays on um, my US Dreamcast, like a retail unit. 
And when you load it up, the title screen says like Sonic Adventure E3 1999 demo, and it's got um, different voices for Knuckles on there. Like it's it's all pre-release kind of stuff. So yeah, that's my weird last Dreamcast thing that I, I selected to show you guys. Nice. Um, that, that was really cool. Thanks, Jason. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about is Dreamcast uh, region locked. It is, yeah. So there's the Japan region, the U.S. region, and um, the PAL region, which is, I think, all PAL ter territories. And then there's probably in region three as well, if that's region three. I'm pretty sure this disc is region free. I might just be thinking it's region free because I know it was pressed in Europe to run on the American console. Um, I, there's reasons I'm. I seem to remember that it was region free. Maybe um, somebody had ripped it at some point, and it was in the metadata. Um, I'm pretty sure it's region free, but it, it's just so odd that it's a, you know, it's pressed in, in Europe with Japanese artwork for an American console. It's super bizarre. <laughs> or a system that's region locked. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, hey guys, uh, can we take the, the lock off for this? <laughs> it's super weird. And they actually, it's a set of, well, since we're talking about this, right, there were actually two others. They did it for Sega Rally and they did it for Power Stone, but they're the, the, full games that were eventually released um, at retail. As far as I know, it's it's all, you know, identical code. Um, but same situation where it's Japanese artwork, says sample, pressed in Germany for E3 99. Andy's saying it's probably a, sel a self-booting CDI disc it's and it not, just bypasses the region. Nah, it's, a, it's an actual disc. I got it from somebody on Assembler who worked at Sega. It, it's like a known thing. If you go into... Um, what is it? Uh, one of those web it's hidden something. I can't hidden. Wow. Can't. Or... If you Google it, it, it there are <laughs> sites that documented this one, um, which you can look up and read more about it. It's hidden something. I can't recall the name. Let me look it up actually. It's like that when you know something and it's on the tip of your tongue and you just want to get it out. <laughs> Hiddenpalace.org. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've been on that website. Yeah. I remember, like, back in 2015 and 16, collecting, always using, like, um, uh, what's the PlayStation old collects? PlayStation forums old websites. and Always on those websites. And now I don't even use them. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the old Nintendo collect website. Oh, what was that? I remember that, too. That And they shut that down. That was, like, so much history was on there. Everything was documented and... Yeah. yeah, like Nintendo Age, when that got taken over by whoever it is, like a, a collectible grading, I think, kind of company. I can't believe they really just threw out all that that history, you know? Like, that, that site was around, I think, for 15 years or so, and all that information's gone now. It's really sad. And then, like, last year, the YouTuber who had every single Nintendo song um, <laughs> ad-free on his YouTube channel, and Nintendo went... No, you don't. Dun, dun. Delete, delete, delete. By the way, you can't get this through us, guys. Yep. <laughs> you can buy history. like one hundredth of it on the on the e-store for like ninety-nine ninety-nine. <laughs> Maybe one yep. day we'll release the good stuff. <laughs> so that's all the Dreamcast stuff I got to show. Um I've got some other stuff here. So I've got some Vita, I've got some PS4. Where would you guys like to go next? But I I, I, I want to save PS4 for last because that's what I'm that's what I'm currently into. So, what do you what do you got for the uh, Vita? Okay, 
so Vita stuff. No particular order. Uh, okay. So this is interesting. Uh, so this game, Velocity, I think it came out in, in PAL and, and US or North American versions, but um, there was like a controversy at the time. So here it is. Um, the game is t totally common, but um, they printed on the cover something that was intended only for the PS4 version of the cover that says it includes a manual and it includes a CD soundtrack. And of course, a Vita box can't even hold a, a CD. So that's obviously... <laughs> You know, it was a mistake, right? But there were people who freaked out about it. They told the publisher, it says it comes with a CD. What the hell, right? <laughs> um, and there's no manual inside either. There's my and, CD in this little case. Yeah, it's like, where, where, where did you think it was going to go? It's like, anyway. Um, so a lot of people, they caused a stink right on social media. And um, the publisher actually, if you complained, they sent you the CD and they printed a manual that, that fit inside a Vita box. Oh, so the cool. only way the CD is fairly common. The CD is the same CD that came with the PS4 version, but the only way to get a manual for this game is to have complained to the publisher and asked for it and they sent it to you. So it's the only way to have a, a manual. That's actually the only rare thing I'm holding is the manual. Okay. Just on that, Jason, um, we have a collector who might be coming on in the future. Luke likes games. Uh, a friend of mine who's got a full Australian Vita set. Oh, and okay. one of his games, I forget the title of it. It's an NIS America game. Um, but he got it off another collector who actually emailed the company uh, when the game was being made. It has a reversible cover. He emailed them and said, hey, I've pre-ordered two copies. Is there any chance you guys can steal one of the copies with the reversible cover? And they're like, yeah, we can do that for you. <laughs> That's so incredible. My friend Luke has two sealed copies. One of them has a reversible copy, possibly one of one. That's amazing. Uh, that's rad. So just keep that in mind, guys. If a company has a reversible cover and like it's still being made send them an email they might make it in the company and turn around now just on that i've got some signed games and i i've sent emails to companies and say hey can you sign this um what was the game done by one of the limited run employees uh bird revenge of the bird king my yep. copy's signed by the guy that did it because I emailed him and just say, "Hey, man, can you sign my copy?" <laughs> so, 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 Metal Jesus signed it. No, not Metal Jesus. <laughs> I think Metal Jesus did post that. about it, though. But yeah, Joe Modeski or that's or the guy. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, he's actually the one I sent that copy of Power Stone, the rental copy, to, and he then gifted it to Josh. Oh, that's cool. It's, it's a small world we're collecting soon. Like, really. Yeah. Is. It's a smaller world than you would think, right? Especially when it comes to people who are scammers and stuff. Like, they get found out in the community pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Word spreads quick. Regardless if they change names or, like, people's addresses stay the same. Or, I mean, you know, things are always, like, people always get found out. Totally. People <laughs> find out, man. So, continuing with the Vita theme and actually continuing with the limited run theme. So, there's a handful, speaking of reversible covers, actually, um, you know how there's normally, like, especially with limited run, but not in all cases, there's a default, um, you know, cover that's meant to face outward. And then there's the inward facing cover that's meant to be, you know, you see it when you open it, right? So for the two SteamWorld games on Vita from limited run, SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Heist, there were, according to Josh, there were like two cases where they inadvertently packaged the inward cover facing outward. So it was an error. Um, but yeah, so, so here they are. Um, 
So these two, no, these are actually the inward facing covers. These were never meant to be facing outward, like in sealed. But if you were to open it up, um, these are what was inside there all along. These are only really, you know, unique because they were factory sealed with the wrong cover facing out. Yeah, you could never, you could never sell that story if it, if that thing's unsealed. It, it, that story goes out <laughs> the window. <laughs> exactly, and it's like Josh actually posted about it. Uh, I think that some a, cu a couple of customers got it, and somehow people found out. And Josh told that story that oh yeah, there were two cases or whatever it was. Um, but at the time, their customer service was actually very good. Um, that's changed in my experience. But if you contacted their customer service and said, hey, can I get one of those? They actually would set up a custom order for you. And that's how I got these. I just asked them for it. Nice. So I got them for retail, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. You've, you're reminding me of the days where I was collecting for the Vita and I bought the Oddworld games. And there was like four, four cover variants for the Vita or something ridiculous. I had all of them, but have since sold them all. I've got all four still. <laughs> yeah, one of those was a PSX exclusive or PlayStation Experience, whatever the PSX stood for. And I was there and bought it. That weird blue cover that has a fake signature on it. Yeah. Creators. Yep. Um, so another one, this is not a reversible cover. And this is, it's a little known story, but people who really collect Vita know it, like hardcore collect it. So Metal Slug 3, they actually um, printed this cover which is here and they began shipping it with this cover Ooh. but it turns out it's an esrb violation so even though this is artwork from the 90s right they you know created the esrb after this artwork was originally created for the neo geo game sorry for the reflection there it is and um so you see how one character is pointing a gun at the viewer of the box that's actually an esrb violation so they printed <laughs> this cover and they began shipping it before they realized their mistake. Oh, however, however, they found out, I don't know. And then they um, reprinted it with a brand new cover. So this is not a reversible cover. There is no other cover on the inward side, but inward facing side. But they actually, I guess they opened them all up and tore out the covers and replaced it with a new cover. So this is the first cover that they stopped shipping. Um, yeah, it's, that's my story. So it's, it's against ESRB rules to print someone pointing the gun at the viewer on the cover. Apparently that's what I've heard was the reason for it. That sounds rather un-American. If, 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 if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, yeah. I, I'm, you know, shit, I'm going to, that's, that's hilarious. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like, I was actually looking it up out of curiosity tonight. There people are selling this without realizing that that's a variant cover and an early unintended, you know, cover i guess so you can still get it for cheap if you look for it a lot of people have no idea that there's anything special about this but um, not after tonight's episode yeah i've ruined that for, <laughs> for whoever was looking for a cheap copy so that's my bad ding 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 i need the ebay sold after everyone shows the very game <laughs> on the show it's gonna happen people yeah. are now saying what they're buying after watching the show we'll see him doing it as well we'll post it this is what i bought after last show yeah, I'm, I'm creating a shopping list for people. You know, that's what I'm here for. So, yeah. Jason, I just wanted to break you up for a minute. We've got a few um, different segments. So I, I, I do a quiz show. I want to um, quickly hit you guys with a pop quiz. So, um, sure. It's that time, guys. Oh, okay. Here we go. It's the Figsy quiz. Wow, apparently it is. <laughs> it still makes me laugh. 
Uh, so we've been doing a quiz for a couple of weeks. Um, Will doesn't like it because apparently the questions are too hard. But um, AJ got a perfect score last week. So um, AJ is our current champion. Um, now, these questions are completely random. You'll have three questions each. Uh, who, who would like to go first? Do we have a volunteer? Yeah, we, we, uh, let's let our guests go first. This is, this is good, man. it's good. It's good manners. Are they all PlayStation related? Some of them are hard. Some of them are easy. I don't know how you guys are going to go. Um, I'll ask you the question, Jason. If you can't get it right, I'll hand it over to Will. Uh, if Will gets it, he'll get half a point. If you get it right, you'll get a full point. Um, let's see if it's a tie. I haven't got a tie break question this time, but um, let's see. If yeah, odds are I'm not going to get any of them again. So fucking let's get this shit over with. If chat, you guys want to guess, feel free to guess as well. No cheating. Um, yeah, let's do it. First question. Jason. What Tekken character is on the front cover of Tekken 3? Man. I want to say Hihachi. Probably wrong, but that's my guess. That is incorrect. I'm going to hand this one over to Will. Jin Kazuya. That's correct. Will gets half a point. Yeah, man. I love me some Tekken. Oh, fuck. I finally boarded. Yeah, all right, let's go. We can quit the Will game. Will just now. answered his first question. Game Let's over. Go. We're done. Will messaged me earlier. He's like, Are you doing a quiz tonight? And I'm like, Yeah. He's like, <laughs> Fuck it. I can get none wrong and get none right again. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm retiring. I'm, uh, I'm, getting, I'm quitting while I'm at the top of my game. <laughs> all right, Will, your first question. All right, well, what do we got? What's the Bloodborne Collector's Edition called? Jesus. Uh, I don't know. Bloodborne, uh, blood and guts. I, don't, I have no idea. I'll hand this one over to Jason. I'm embarrassed to say I don't know. Like, I, I can see the box in my head and I'm trying to re make out the words and I, I can't remember, I'll be honest. So it is the Bloodborne Nightmare Edition. That was Who it. knew? <laughs> Fixing it. I love how you can see the box, though, because I, I, know, I know that feeling. <laughs> It's like I was depixelating the words under the Bloodborne title. I never got there. All right. New question, sir. I hope you guys like this one. Jason, true or false? Burnout 3 had an online mode. Wow. Um, man. I really want to say yes, but I bet the answer is no. So I'm just going to say yes and, and probably be wrong. Is that true? I'm going to say it is true that it had an online mode. That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. So there were a yeah. few, there were like 20 or so PS3 ga PS2 games that had online modes. And that was, it was actually one of the most popular ones. Um, it felt uh, right. <laughs> uh, I was hoping you'd get it wrong. So I get at least half a point. Cause that was a, that'd be a gimme if you got it wrong. <laughs> you got to right, Will. Uh, right, so what's, what's the, the score? We're at, uh, Jason's uh, got one point. Will's got half a point. Correct. Will, to take the lead, name two games on PS3 that come bundled with a movie. Um, I, should, uh, I, I know. I There's lots uh, of them. Leg, Lego Batman and yep. uh, Lego Harry Potter. Ding, 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 ding. All right. Woo. I would have also accepted uh, um, Top I was, Gun. I was, I was gonna thinking, say Top Gun. I was thinking Hard Boiled. Um, hard Boiled is more. The, <laughs> I just got taken off the top of my head. Hard Boiled Days is of the, Thunder. Yeah, John Woo film. That's 
with what game though? Uh, I couldn't. I can't remember it. But... Oh yeah, yeah. Stranglehold. Um, Stranglehold. Correct. Stranglehold. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I wanted to say hard boiled, but I'm glad I didn't. But uh, yeah, <laughs> there we go. The uh, oh, also yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's uh, another one. Uh, Happy the... Fate. Orphan came with. Oh, uh, all the Silver Shield three. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Let's All right, oh. so Will has 1.5 points. Jason's got two points. Oh, Moving shit. on to the final round. Anyone can still win. Anyone's Jason, game. name all the systems that Odin Spear was released for, PlayStation systems only. Oh, man. This is my question. Oh, man. Um, no, this is Jason's question. <laughs> no, no, yeah, this is like my game zone. You know, I'm I'm probably I'm gonna blame it on the lack of sleep, but I'm gonna guess. Man, PS3, Vita. Oh man, PS4. I bet I got something wrong there, Jason. That is incorrect. It actually first oh, sorry, wait, wait. released. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on PS, PS2. PS3, PS4, and Vita. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, my God. Up to two points. So it was Thanks. first released on the PS2, and then years later got remade and done on the PS3, Vita, and 4 at the same time. So you know what's painful there is, aside from you're absolutely right, and I missed that, is that I interviewed at Atlas when it came out on PS2 for QA localization job on that game which I didn't get. And I totally forgot. I actually did play a pre-release version of it um, with bad English translation. And that was the job I interviewed. And I, and I totally forgot. So I have no excuse. Yeah. I tailed that question perfect for you. Then You did. You did. I guess I blocked uh, it out. Well, you've already won. Have you won completely? You're on two. Yeah. Jason can't come back. Um, but for a clean sweep for the first time ever, <laughs> oh, no. No, you got one wrong but anyway well for some more pride what year was persona 5 released oh dude i can't let go with years uh persona 5 and that's 20 2016 that is incorrect i'll hand this one over to jason i'm not confident here but i'm going to say 2015 that's also okay. incorrect you know what i just 2017 Oh, I was off by a year. All right. Thanks, we'll everyone, for playing uh, Quiz Time. And congratulations, Will, on winning his first Yay. ever Quiz Time. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I thank you. I got to thank Jason for... Uh, thank you, Jason, for getting them wrong. I think he, I, You're so uh, I'll, I'll send you that 10 bucks. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, just, just try to conceal it well. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, uh, you so know, we'll do some more pickups, Jason, of yours, and then we'll go to another one of our um segments. Our famous segments. What sure. what 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 else you got in the stack? So uh, we we did PS3, we did Vita, we did Dreamcast. What else you got for us? So I got a couple more Vita, which I'll go quick on. Right? Um, yeah. Okay. So this is interesting. This was a pre-order bonus only in Germany. I don't know at which retailer. It might have been Game. I'm not sure. But um, if when you when you pre-ordered Resistance, I can't remember the name of the subtitle. The the Vita Resistance game. Burning Skies or something. Uh, that does sound right. 
I think it is Burning Skies. At this one German retailer, you could get a physical boxed copy of Resistance Retribution, the PSP game, but inside it's a download code in the sealed box. Oh, that's cool. So that is a weird one. There's so Um, much cool little things like that for the Vito. There really are. Like they did this for Motorstorm too, but this is the the harder to get one. Motorstorm had several different like transitions. I almost bought that because um, it includes the PS3 download version as well. I think it does, yeah. Yep. And that was like on my list of weird PS3 things. (laughs) It is super weird. And so I'll I'll try to keep it moving. Um, So yeah, uh, this is the rarest, as far as I'm aware, um, Southeast Asian um, English cover game, but AW Phoenix Festa. Ooh, I've never seen for that. The Vita. That's got uh, only one pressing, as far as I know. This is a sealed copy, only released in Malaysia and Singapore. And um, I've seen used copies of this go for like 700 bucks on eBay now. Oh, damn. So I'm not, not really sure what a sealed copy goes for, but I got lucky again. Like, I got this, I pre ordered it from a, a retailer in Singapore. So I got it at retail price, like 40 something bucks. Um, yeah. Kept it sealed. Good nice. to you for pre-ordering it. Hey guys, I'm um, just on the quiz. Um, one of you guys answered Persona 5 was released in 2016. Um, I said that was incorrect. It was actually correct. It was first released in Japan in 2016. Um, was that you, That's Will? Well. So do I get more points then? Yes, I will. You get an extra point, and I'll just oh, apologize for that. Chaos, Chaos corrected me. It was first released in Japan in 2016, and then later in the West in 2017. If you don't want to give me the point, uh, I, I can understand, because I don't, I don't fuck with Japan. <laughs> I will finish on three points out of a possible three. However, two of them, one of them was from stealing two questions. <laughs> did I steal so two I, questions? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I extra lost. So congratulations to Will. <laughs> Dude, I got I got swept last week, so don't feel bad. <laughs> I think AJ finished on like four points out of a possible three. So <laughs> so last two I have to show you guys for Vita, and they kind of go together. They're kind of a set, but um, kind of infamous. Um, you guys have probably heard about the Nicholas, Nicholas, however you pronounce it the unreleased promo games that are, have been floating around on eBay. Oh, you're not going to show us the binding of Isaac, are you? Um, I, well, I'm going to show you that. So oh this is God. one of the three unreleased Nikalis Vita games. Um, there's this one. Um, so VVV, VVV. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's how I say it, because how the hell do you pronounce that? You pronounce it. No, you pronounce it. Exactly. <laughs> so only known copies have the, the the promo hole which i typically hate but it, when it's the only way that you can possibly obtain it i i can tolerate that jason so, i recall the retailer made a tweet saying that they're going to release these games like they've got them and they're going to release them but they just haven't they, yet. they did say that like four years ago and it hasn't happened yet so who the hell knows? Maybe they're waiting until, I don't know, the 20th anniversary of the Vita to sell it one day. I'm not sure. Maybe they're like, yeah, we'll release them one at a time on eBay. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so whatever you guys want to pay. <laughs> so who the hell knows? And the painful thing about this is I, I had three copies of it. I sold two of them after they tweeted that. And I'm like, well, I better sell it because this is about to be worthless with a hole in it. But 
No, that was a mistake. So I would have done the same thing. Do you have a, you have an aversion to the uh, promo copy hole? I mean, you know, it, when it's a retail cover, um, and you know, you can buy this in a store, but you have a copy with a hole in it. It's kind of like um, it's like a defect in a way. It's an interesting defect. I'll look at it that way, right? I, I wanted to add to that. So I um, posted a promo in a group this week. Um, you know, the PS3 promos. So America didn't get them. And I was chatting to collectors like what the American equivalent is. And someone mentioned that the hole punch would be the Amer American equivalent of like the PAL promos. It is. But the disc inside is a retail disc. And the insert is typically a retail insert. So it is exactly what you just said. It is interesting because it's a promo copy. But the only thing that distinguishes it as a promo copy is a whole in a retail version which is it's still sealed so you can still tell it's a promo but it's it's kind of like you can, you can be on either side of the fence it's cool because it's a promo or it's not cool because you can get a retail one that doesn't have a hole in it so i guess I mean, it depends yeah, on how you look the at it. power promos are completely unique so they look really cool in the collection together I yeah like i love those white labels I'll, I'll dig. I'll, I, I, I don't mind a promo copy if, if it's sealed but uh you know if it's unsealed it's like eh. Then you were, then I then I would consider it you know it's just a fucking hole in the cover, but yeah, uh, no. sealed yeah, sealed good hole in the cover bad. I agree. Well, sealed. Certain, sorry, Jason. Oh, sealed. There's certain oh. games that um more promo copies exist than like regular games, like the ones you're talking about. Um, I know Class of Heroes 2G. <laughs> there's more hole punch copies floating around than barcode copies. So exactly. Like how many copies are out there when <laughs> really? It's the same thing with music too, where it's like you know especially in the 80s when nobody had a cd player there were all these promotional copies with like drill holes or a cut on the spine and nobody bought a cd of that in 1980 whatever and the, the retail versions are a lot cheaper and, and you know same kind of deal and what? so i've got one more to show and that right. was thousand and one same thing got the hole but um yeah, I got both of these off eBay for sixty bucks, and oh, I'm not complaining. So you haven't tried to get the Binding of Isaac. That's the only one I'm missing, and um, I really want it. But the only ones that I've seen turn up have been like four to six thousand dollars, and I don't have four to six thousand dollars to spend on that. But these for sixty were definitely acceptable. So I, I'd love to have the Binding of Isaac. I'd love to, but. I'm sure you've got it in your Switch and PS4 collection, though, right? I do, but you know, it's not the same. It's like I gotta yeah, have I that. I, I feel like, like uh, I was, I was thrilled to have the two. I thought unreleased Vita Nicholas games, and the, to know there's a third is kind of painful. So hopefully someday. Mark saying I've got a Singstar Afrikaans promo. Has that got the cover, Mark, or is it just a CD? Because that's really cool if it's got the cover. They they never answer right away. <laughs> <laughs> there's a delay of some sort all right so uh before uh so what's like is it just ps4 that's left i've got some 3ds um some ds and ps4 i'm loving the ds and 3ds at the moment i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this mo uh i'm gonna take a uh i'm gonna take this opportunity to uh sandwich in our homework assignment as you know here on the playstation collectors podcast we like to assign our, cust our customers, <laughs> our guests, homework, and we do the we do the uh, we do the homework as well. Uh, today's homework was show us your top two uh, favorite, most beautiful covers, and also, in your opinion, your top two 
ugliest covers. And uh, we're going to make this extra fun. Dude. Oh, my God. We're going to include the chat. Figsy didn't do the homework, of course. So uh, <laughs> so Jason and I are going to go first, and uh, we're going to let the chat decide who has the ugliest and who has the prettiest. So uh, I picked one uh, pretty one, but it was like five minutes before the show. <laughs> <laughs> The fucking worst host on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. I mean, <laughs> today on Facebook live. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jason, do you want to go first? Are you sure? So are, are we doing best or worst first? Let's do the best, and then because uh, I think the worst is uh, more entertaining. But yeah, let's see your best one. Your best. So my everyone in chat will um wait till we show all three, and then vote for your favorite. So yeah, my spoiler alert is um they're they're bad but i like them so then i have bad that are just bad so these are the the bad ones i like um okay so first up i got here and I, it's a switch game so add some variety here but it's a switch game uh, called fight of animals oh that's cool this is the worst <laughs> artwork, but I love it. It's like bad in a good way, and and me. it's like a box too. That's awesome. Is that like yeah. a is it like a furry game? It is a fighting game. No, so, do, you, do you know what a furry is? I do. Okay. Um, so it depends <laughs> on your your opinion of what a furry game is, I guess. But yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's a fighting game of these you know, these animals. It's the fight of animals. Right there in the title, I guess. <laughs> this particular copy, um, it came out. I think this might be a Hong Kong version, but then they released an English language slipcover for like limited um, exports, and so this nice. is a copy that has one of those English. That's sleeves. cool that they do that. It's interesting. It's like just the publisher who decided to do it. Like I don't think that this cover was submitted to Nintendo. They just kind of went rogue with it, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> But if they're selling it, it's official. You know, it's from the yeah, it's official. So, your turn, Will, or should I go on with with another no, one? Uh, yeah, I'll go up next. Uh, well, now, uh, my my favorite covers. One of my favorite covers. Also, one of my favorite. Uh, Witch in the Hundred Night. I brought both of them because uh, they're a little different. Uh, she's more in the foreground on the PS3 version. And uh, you get a, a larger body shot in the PS4 version, but uh, I like the PS4 version cover to be. Uh, Actually, I like the PS3 one better now. That I'm looking at it, but uh, this is one of my favorite covers right here. Uh, the, Witch and, the Witch and the Hundred Night. Yeah, the uh, I NIS doesn't fuck around, and you know I, I'm all into my anime sh anime shit. So that's my uh, it's my weeb showing. So anyway, there you go. Uh, nice. That's one of my favorite covers, The Witch and nice. the Hundred Night. It's I love the cover for the second one as well. For yeah, sure. it's, it's it's just you know once once close in one closes. I I kind of like the PS the PS three one. I don't know. It's just me. But anyway, that's that's uh, that's one of my favorite covers. I picked one that's um, from Japan. I love this cover. Um, so I don't can't pronounce it in Japanese, but the English translation is "My Summer Holiday 3. Uh, it features a little boy holding like an insect catcher and he's standing behind mount fuji it's got like grass and cows on the background i literally bought this because the cover looks good so um yeah this is my favorite cover i really like it oh right, waldo just raided the um channel so uh, what's up waldo thanks for the raid 
All right, so Pigsy, while uh, while while Jason's showing off his second one, you can you, you can go run look real quick. Go <laughs> find, find something else. All right, Jason. Jason, what's your second favorite uh, uh, cover, art cover? So my next one. This is also a Japanese release, and it's it's again one of those bad ones that I happen to like a lot. Um, this is Metal Dogs for oh, PS4. That's cool. It's what it sounds like. I, I love it, and and the back cover artwork is also pretty awesome. Guns was, with, or dogs with artillery. Oh, so it's like metal, like metal slug. I was thinking it's like metal, like heavy metal, but yeah, that, that makes more sense. I think it's like a play. It's kind of both. <laughs> it's like Tokyo Jungle if the dogs won. Exactly. <laughs> Which I kind of, I, I kind of wish in that reality that they they would. Yeah, it's pretty. I've never seen that game before. Is that uh, who, who who published that? Kado Kawa. Oh yeah. Oh, it's just, oh, it's a Japanese. Kado I have Kado. actually bought some of their games now that you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I recognize the name, but I couldn't I couldn't tell you who what they do. Uh, for number two, for me, and uh, if you watch the show, this is a surprise. Uh, it's gonna be Odin Sphere, Leif 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 Thrust Sphere. Uh, I am sp- surprised, Will. I thought you were gonna show Amari. No man, Amori's uh Amori was last year's meme. Uh, <laughs> but this is uh this is one of my uh one of my favorite uh, art covers. I didn't bring both versions because the other one I got's uh, wrapped up in plastic and sealed. So anyway, there we go. Odin Sphere, Leaf Sphere. To me, uh vanillaware can do no wrong. And uh of course I love Atlas games. Yeah uh, from Bay Back in the Wind. But anyway, there there's my choice. So one. amazing game. Now so I've Guys, it's open up to chat. Uh, vote for your favorite. Let's just hold them all up again so we can see all the titles. Um, I mean, so put in either Witch, Odin Spear, um, My Summer Holiday, Metal Dogs, or Fighting Pets. <laughs> fight of animals. Fight, fight of fight animals. Of animals. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say dogs or dogs. <laughs> There's a theme. What's up, Scars? Nice to see you, man. Uh, so we'll give uh, it a couple of minutes, and we'll, while we're doing that, you guys want to show the worst covers? All right, <laughs> I think I, I think I got a winner here. But uh, go ahead, Jason, you go first. With the... So first, I've got. Um, I guess we've gone into the PS4 category because I've got some bad PS4 covers here. So this is the German retail release, German exclusive retail release of Bard's Gold. God damn it! That's gonna be hard to beat. That 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 shit is fucking ugly. <laughs> yeah, haunt your dreams. Look at that. I mean, what what the hell is going on here? And then you get another one on the back. I think it's. Oh just my god! So bad. <laughs> nightmare, German nightmare fuel children. Get the fuck out of here! With that shit. Oh yeah, it's gonna be hard to beat. Uh, but uh, we just did best covers, Jason. This is the worst cover. <laughs> Yeah, they kind of blend in, in my case. I was, uh, it's, it's, I, I don't, I don't go, I don't grab everything like a lot of collectors do. I'm very uh, picky about what I get. So it's very hard for me to buy, find a shitty cover in my uh, collection. <laughs> but uh, this one, I bought this game because it was cheap. And uh, it is Santa's Christmas Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. When you buy a game just because it's inexpensive, uh, yeah, don't play this game. Don't buy this game. This ugh, fucking stupid. Anyway, there's there's my ugly. Show us your uglies, Pigsy. I'm just showing it right here. Oh yeah. 
I, you I, I, you, didn't, I you didn't pick one. one out, so um, I do apologize. Mm. I like all games. I couldn't think of an ugly one. All right, uh, Jason. Let's see. Let's see your second ugly choice. So you know, this originally started out in my my PS4 pile, but I realized afterwards this this is a horrible freaking cover. And um, if you're familiar with Niccolo, I think you've seen this cover, but I can't. I'd be remiss if I don't um, mention it. Arab Drift Cars oh, One. God damn! Get that shit out of here, man. <laughs> if I owned that, I would have picked that one. <laughs> so bad it's, it's time for you to start playing the arab style oh my god this is octavia <sighs> ate my bad game <laughs> it's my dog's game <laughs> i had right. it sitting out on the table and she ate it oh my god <laughs> all right so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm, I'm going i'm going to take this one back to the ps2 so uh this is uh what i think this is probably the ugliest cover in all of my collection. And that is Frogger. <laughs> Frogger, the the great quest. Uh, I don't know. He, he looks, he looks German. He looks like he'd hang out with your little bard, uh, bards gold boy. I can they see it. Like, they look, they, yeah, they, they, I can see they, that. They watch, yeah. so, they watch soccer games on the weekend and shit. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, look at this, look at this horror show. Look at this girl. What the hell is that? That's like, What's that crappy? What's that crappy uh, pal company? Phoenix. Phoenix yes, I was is... just about to say maybe I should just pull a Phoenix game out. Any of those would qualify and, for this. This yeah. is Phoenix horror show type. Look at this fucking crap. Let me grab one. This one upsets me. I, I'm getting upset just holding this. And why is this in my collection? I ha- actually, I actually have a full Frogger set. <laughs> I love but Frogger. The... I mean, and they have some bad games in their later yeah, part of the co- catalog. Konami ran Konami ran him into the ground, unfortunately. But uh, yeah. Bad. <laughs> little Red Riding Hood. No, it wasn't, but it's pretty bad. It fits in a <laughs> Maniac Mall. Any Phoenix game will fit in yeah. this list. Look at the one in the science outfit. <laughs> I think that's a wise old turtle. <laughs> I love slash hate their covers. Just on that, we had a tie. Jason, your two games got three votes each. Nice. <laughs> they are terrible. And um, on the, you know, to, to go with the horrible cover, this game is also one of the worst games ever from what I've experienced. That's oh, no. so interesting, and oh. in, in its badness. Oh, uh, honorable mention. I, I actually I picked this up today. Uh, PDC. I just wanted to bring it on the show because I'm I'm, I'm stoked. I got this from a little old lady. In a in a retirement community, uh, wow. PDC World Championship darts. Uh, this piece of shit is rather rare. Well, the American one is anyway. And uh, yeah, I was uh, I was really stoked to get it. I'm going to be if it doesn't sell on Facebook tonight, I'm going to be taking this thing down to the to the Different toy shop. We got over here. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to be taking. going to be trading this in. Uh, but uh, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, $90 game. Can you believe this shit? I've never seen that US cover before. I'm pretty sure it's a $2 game over here. That's actually crazy. <laughs> it's weird. I, I went and I looked the thing up on eBay. Last three solds, 100, uh, 180. And then before that, it was like five bucks, six bucks, seven bucks, eight bucks. But it, you know, it doesn't show up too often. But uh, yeah, our PS2 game. Anyway. What's up, Nami? How you going, man? Jason, you were showing us your um, pickups. Do you want to get to the DS and the 3DS pickups? 
Sure. So I really want to see these PS4 ones, but we'll save it for the end because I know it's <laughs> some crazy games. There's interesting stuff. So, okay, um, I mentioned I'm, I'm kind of a collector of, of kiosk, not for resale games for the DS and the 3DS. And all of the ones I picked are actually in that category. Um, so for the DS, um, I've only got one that I picked out, actually. Um, and it, it's really hard to narrow it down. But this is um, the Zelda Twilight Princess trailer preview trailer cartridge for the DS. This was given at the Nintendo E3 2005 press conference. And this was um, when they announced the GameCube version of Zelda Twilight Princess before they announced the Wii. And, you know, it became a Wii launch title, right? Um, But it was also still released on the GameCube. And so when they announced it, um, you know, I'm going to take it out of the totally reflective cover. The way you showed it, me and Will are silent because we both probably have never seen it before and have no idea what it even is. <laughs> sure. So when they announced it at the press conference, and you can find the press conference on YouTube, at the very end of the press conference, they, they showed the trailer for the GameCube version before they announced the Wii version. Um, and at the very end, um, it was the director of the game, I think Ayanuma, if, if I'm remembering his name right, he pulls out from his pocket a DS cartridge that says Zelda Twilight Princess on it. And he says everybody in attendance is going to get this to take home. But it turns out it's the trailer. It's not the game. It's a trailer on a cartridge. Yeah. That's so still game... so cool. Yeah. So the GameCube game trailer on a Nintendo DS cartridge, which then became a Wii launch title. It's a very strange thing. And I was lucky in that I was in attendance at that press conference. It was the first gaming event I've ever gone to. And I was able to get myself on the list and I was totally lucky. And I was there and I like went home with this. So that's nice. awesome. Yeah, I, it's like one of my favorite gaming items because it's bizarre. The DS like, had so many different things like that. Like um, the, um, the Louvre with the Mona Lisa game. And things I've like got that, that too. Yeah. And then I'm thinking of the McDonald's game that they gave employees. Like you, you know the story behind that. That's amazing. yeah. Like that's like a tr- like a training cartridge. Like they sent yeah. like a McDonald's branded Nintendo DS, and like you had to enter in like your store number or employee number or something just to get into the training. So there's like yeah. it's hard to get in if you can get the ROM. You have to have the number still. To even if you don't know about this, there's a really good like hour long YouTube documentary on a guy who went to Japan, like tracked one down, tracked down an old employee and got into the card and yeah, really, really worth watching. I forget the guy's name, but he's a really good YouTuber. Yeah, it's an, it's an amazing video. I've seen it and I recommend it. So that's my DS. I, that's the only DS cartridge I, I, is it? Let me see, actually, that's not true. So I mentioned that I collect the kiosk cartridges and then I, I have a, a full set of the Pokemon distribution cartridges that were used in like GameStops and Toys R Us. <laughs> And so, oh, damn. are these full games on there or are they just demo? Uh... These are distribution cartridges that were for limited time events at retail stores. So you could go to the store and like they would promote come in on these dates and you could download exclusive Pokemon. Um, so these were all meant to be returned to Nintendo. So these are the releases chronologically from from this side uh, left to right. Have you got all 16 of them? Are there any more? These are all of the ones um, 
these are these are all of them. Like I, I think that there wow. were a handful. Thank you. That's all, man. That's, uh... <laughs> there there were like a handful at like Pokemon like World Championship competitions that were like on like um you know like uh, flash cartridges like yep. that literally there's one or two I don't have those but these are all the ones that were used in retail events. I've seen a handful of them for sale, but like together like that, I've never seen that before. Wait, is that a custom case? Where'd you get that case? This is like a Club Nintendo case. So like you could redeem it for Club Nintendo points back in the day. And and it's perfect for, you know, cartridge only games. Like so so kiosk cartridges have no boxes, right? For the most part. And so yeah, I, I got these as many as I could to to hold all of the kiosk games for the DS. Oh, that's right. Um so that's that and i think the rest are 3ds oh actually that's not true i've got a couple more ds so a lot of these ds uh kiosk cartridges they've become fairly low you know low in in price because a lot of them kind of showed up in china that were meant to be destroyed that somehow ended up there and they're just worthless so a lot of them aren't worth anything at this point or very little but there are some that are super rare that never kind of turned up in um, in any kind of, you know, finds later on down the road. So I've got another one of those cases. I have several games in here, but um, not all of these do I necessarily want to talk about. I do want to talk about these two. Uh, Transformers Demo Card, that's the title on the cartridge, and Naruto Ninja Council 3. So these two in particular are not quite one of a kind, but I'd say maybe like I've heard of like, you know, five or so or less existing of each of these. Um, that Transformers demo card, that was a Target US in-store promotion where like a Nintendo rep would show up and hold a DS and as far as I know, distribute out like some kind of content or something from this cartridge. Um, I don't I don't know all the details of it, but very few of them are out there. And that Naruto, that was actually in GameStops, but um, they were pretty much all taken back by Nintendo reps. So not too many of those out there. You can see why they're not so expensive though, because the average collector isn't going for a full set and then collecting that as well. Exactly. Like in a lot of these, um, yeah, it, it's kind of very niche. And some of these, even in this case are just not worth anything. Um, but because I collect all of the, the not for resale cartridges, like I have worthless ones beside crazy rare ones. Mark was saying Nick Robinson's the YouTube channel regarding the McDonald's game. And yeah, if you haven't checked out Nick Robinson's YouTube channel, he's basically like a video game historian. He'll go back and like find the origins of how, what this story of this, like, um, he did, okay, for example, NBA Elite 11, like it's a band game. He, he hasn't done that, but he does games that like were lost and lost media and different things like that. Really, really recommend checking out his YouTube channel. All right, pardon me for a minute, guys. Carry on. Yeah, I will. Okay. So um, my other ones are 3DS, not for resale cartridges. Yeah. Um, I'm, I won't show all of them. They're not all special. There's one, though. Um, there's really conflicting stories about what the backstory of this one is, but um, Lego City Undercover, you would think this is a totally common kiosk game, right? But uh, They're not for resale, that red text that you can back yep, make? Yep, that's out. right. And also on the back, it's got like, you know, those kind of stickers as well. Yep. But um, yeah, like, so I think these were only used in um, a handful of Lego stores. 
and reclaimed by Nintendo reps. So these weren't used in like GameStop and Walmart and Target. Apparently they were only used in a handful of Lego stores. That's so, interesting. Yeah, like that's what I've heard. I don't actually know if that's true. I'm not sure where they were used. They, they were not used widely like the others. Um, and so this is like the most sought after um, ESRB rated. They make sense. Like a certain Lego set comes out and, you know, you can play a video game with it. So in the Lego shop, they're going to show what you can do on it. Yeah. So it, it's weird. I, I wish I could figure out where the hell it came from, but um, I got super lucky. Like apparently some of them ended up in Mexico. I don't know, maybe in a handful of stores they were used in Mexico. I think that's where I got mine from. I, I had a couple at one point, um, but I'm down to one. And yeah, that's that's my weirdest US 3DS thing. Um, but there is one more 3DS thing. And that is... So this is the Rhythm Thief European 3DS not for resale demo cartridge. That's cool. So I heard this existed. Like when assembler forums was a thing, um, somebody went on there saying, hey, what do you guys think this is worth? And people basically responded saying, well, it doesn't exist. So what are, show a picture. What are you talking about? Then the guy disappeared, right? So I'm like, well, is this real? And I was looking forward in the event it existed. For a couple of years, there was no sign of it existing. Then one day it just showed up on eBay for like 60 bucks. Um, I bought it instantly. I had like good timing. I got super lucky. I bought it. It turned out the guy who posted it is the same guy from the assembler forums from years earlier asking, hey, so, what's this worth? So it's probably said, really the only one that people know about then. So it's literally only one. And I was like, hey, can you tell me more of where you got it from? The guy worked at the EC, I think it was ECTS trade show in Europe before I think Leipzig replaced it or they renamed it or whatever it was in the Gamescon. Um, he worked at the kiosk demoing this game and then they let him keep it afterwards. So this didn't actually go to retail. This is from a trade show. And I think it really might be the only one or the only one I've ever heard of. But it's interesting about that one, Jason, is I believe that's in the top five most expensive American 3DS games. Yeah. And even the PAL version is a couple of hundred dollars too. So to see a promo copy of it, like even if like the average person found that and didn't know what they had and put it on eBay, it would probably be a couple of hundred dollars just going off what eBay would tell them to sell it for. Yeah. And this guy who knew the origins because he told me the story, sold it for 60 bucks. I'm like, okay, oh my God. if you're down for selling it for 60 bucks, I'm happy to pay it. But what's even crazier it's like a full, it's like a real label. Like that Nintendo went through the trouble of making this real label for a thing that was used in a trade show in a kiosk that nobody saw. It's pretty awesome. So cool. I, I feel lucky to have I, that. I have that game. I don't have many 3DS games, but I'm very, very happy to have that one in the collection. It's really cool. It's not. Awesome. I love the story behind Ribbon Thief. How it, it was a game that like people didn't talk about. Like I said, this is, you know, no one talked about it. And then suddenly like people are, this is a hidden gem and it absolutely exploded in price. Yeah. You know, it's like platform exclusive. Yeah. Very nice. So, uh, is, 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 uh, is all that's left is PS4. So I've got one. I actually did pull one switch one before we go to PS4. All right. All right. So this is like worthless in Europe as far as I understand, but in the U S um, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle Gold Edition, exclusive to Costco. In the I can US. walk into my local store and buy one of them over here. Yeah. Yep. Pal one's not worth anything. I um, think we got a steel book too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. 
But here, this is, it was essentially the same um, retail cartridge for the standard one in the box, but it has the code that allows you to get the DLC. But um, yeah, so this is a sealed one. Now it's like one of the more sought after Switch games. I think it goes for like three, four hundred bucks on eBay now. Costco uh, exclusive? Yeah. Does, does you have to buy like 20 pounds of macaroni with to get it? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I got it off a guy on eBay before it crazy exploded, but but I assume you had to get like 40 rolls of paper towels. <laughs> Needed yeah. the membership to get it there, which is pretty cool. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Do you guys got Costco over there in uh it's Australia? just started. I've never been to one, but I know it's in Melbourne and Sydney and it's even in New Zealand now, which is pretty cool. I've watched for, YouTube videos where people go to Costco. <laughs> for our European uh, viewers, uh, Costco is a, a big was a big box store. Is that what would you call it, Chase? Uh, I think, it? what are those? Bulk, like wholesale bulk. kind of outlet. Not outlet. Yeah. yeah. Of, wholesale. Instead of going to buy one box of macaroni, you buy 20 at a time. and you, Or, you know, instead of buying a regular size jar of mayonnaise, you buy, a, you know, a five-gallon jar of mayonnaise. So that's what you kind of get stuff you get at Costco. All right. Um, hey, before before we get into the PS4, I got one last segment. And uh, I just want, I want to shove this down your throats real quick. Uh, I, I, have you have you watched the show a lot or often, Jason, or before? I've seen a handful of episodes. Well, uh, maybe you might be familiar with this segment. It is meme time with Will. So <laughs> I got a couple memes I would like to uh, just spit out real quick. I, I'll get a, and then uh, we'll, we'll, uh, then we'll get to the PS to Resistance, the uh, PS4. Uh, this is one meme I found. Are you familiar with what's going on with the uh, the guys over there at uh, DK Oldies? You know, it's I, I've heard something, and I'm not sure totally yeah, well, what it is. Yeah, they, they got they're, they're in hot water. There's a lot of controversy because uh, they're just they're not doing the uh, the work on the consoles and they're sending out dusty, beat up consoles. But uh, yeah, they've uh, they made a DK oldies Joey uh, Halloween costume. It includes ripping you off, uh, ripping you off even more than the first time. And then you spent how much on that? <laughs> there you go. There's the Joey costume. Poor bastards getting heat. He, the guy got death threats. I feel bad for him. I'm laying off him. This will be the last thing I say about DK. <laughs> it's not his company. He's just the face of the social. Media. I know. Yeah, but he's all, he's the one getting all the heat because of it. Um, I thought this was funny. Uh, I hope I don't offend anybody with this one, but uh, Jesus saves after every <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, here's one more. Um, Billy, what have you done? Uh, Getting your games graded adds more value. Oh, gross. Shoot it again. <laughs> <laughs> kind of goes against what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. Uh, we were, t- uh, the last last week's episode, uh, we caught a ban. Well, would, it, would you call it a ban or just flagged? No, um, YouTube flagged, demonetized the episode and like was- I had to have it un- put it under review and things like that, which it did well, get approved on in the end, but um, initially it was flagged. We beat the appeal, and uh, I think the reason was all the butt memes. But uh, yeah, this was last episode. That <laughs> 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 Bloodborne. Uh, that's the special edition Bloodborne right there. Get the hell out of here. Everything else can go to hell. Also, uh, Amaranth, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with her. She is a popular, uh, is she a Twitch streamer? Twitch streamer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I guess she does like hot tub streams, and, and uh, I don't know, she's a, a, a booby streamer. But anyway, she put out a tweet. Uh, saying which do you prefer me or the playstation plus collectors podcast gentlemen i'm glad to say we've won by a landslide so 
Fuck you, Amaranth. And uh, is that PlayStation Collectors podcast? Where all those viewers? What's that? Is that PlayStation Collectors podcast on the, the left or the right? Oh uh, no, no, we're on the. If you look at the, <laughs> we're neither of those. Oh, okay. <laughs> unless now Pigsy, unless Pigsy's hiding something under that desk. Uh, <laughs> but no, we. <laughs> it's the. Uh, yeah, this is a tweet. Uh, but they have uh, seventy six to twenty four percent. So uh, one more. Um, I thought this was funny. Uh, me, you suck at this game, kid on the Xbox. I still, I still bang your mom. Me looks at mom. Mom holding back tears. Uh, we, we were going to tell you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's the worst Xbox. way to find out. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is this week's edition of uh, this. Uh, that's been that's meme time. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Jason, um, how many games? Are, how many games we got in this this juicy, juicy PS4 stack? Let's see, one, two. I've got eleven here. All right, man. Let's let's get to <laughs> it. Go for it. Okay, no particular order. Um, well, I'll get this one out of the way because I mentioned it earlier. But you know, of course, Poop Slinger. Um, it got this I mean, one. It's the first time this has appeared on the podcast in person. Oh, really? Yeah. Should I put it next to NBA Elite and they could be like a little buddy <laughs> that, buddy. that can be the thumbnail, yeah. Right. So, um yeah. So arg- arguably the grail of PS4 collecting right there. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so Until yeah, I got this on found it, out with a thousand copies. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure a thousand must have been made, right? But allegedly 84 were sold. Who knows if that's true? There's no way to verify anything, but it is super hard to get and it's expensive but i got lucky and i bought it on april 1st from the website for 25 bucks so jason how didn't you show that one for worst covers you know i don't know <laughs> i don't know but you know i my, my favorite actual worst cover is the the back cover of of the guy with the toilet oh paper. i think that's the best does it say limited run oh it's limited rare. limited rare yeah. yep I mean, there, there's a lot of speculation that this first limited rare release is a different company from the current version of limited rare and that this was allegedly. I'm, I'm in that belief as well, because it's a different Twitter account that does yes. it. And you're, I think, you're I think it's running to that random Twitter account. I agree. I think it's not the same company. So I think that this is the only real limited rare game. I think the new limited rare is a whole different entity. And the theory is this was really Josh and Doug with their real April Fool's joke that went awry. That's speculation. So I'm not claiming to know anything, but I could believe it. Well, if that's the case, copies aren't going to show up in drones. They're going to show up one at a time on eBay. Yeah. So we'll see. To the masses. We'll see. I mean, and I had a couple of copies of this as well. I sold my extras. I, I was like, you know, if if this is a hoax, then I can get my money back off PayPal, and it wasn't a hoax, so that was awesome. See, funny you say that because I thought the same thing about Tamishi, but by the time Tamishi arrived, it had already been like nine months, and PayPal's policy is six months. I remember <laughs> that, and I'm like, I hope they freaking ship it because, like, you know, this Poop Slinger shipped in like two weeks, so Tamashi, yeah, like nine months. So. Speaking of that, I'll just get that out of the way, Tamashi. So, very, very nice. Also got this on Halloween, like when it went on sale, got it at retail. I just, well, quote unquote, retail their original asking price. And yeah, no eBay prices, got it for whatever it was, 30 bucks. No regrets selling my copy. 
Did you grab uh what was that was that Wiener pit? No, something pit, Demon's Pit. What was the other one that uh so since we're going that way, Demon Pit was the next one, and I'm not gonna show regular Demon Pit, but um they've got here the variant, the gold variant cover of Demon nice. Pit. So um there were 60 copies allegedly made of this. Um the first, I don't know, like 10 or 20 or whatever, you can only get by entering this. There are videos on the weird competition that you had to go through in order to win a copy of this. So I won't go through it, but there are interesting videos that tell you about what you had to do. I had to go through a series of cryptic um, puzzles that I had I to... <laughs> I mean, it was. it took me a week of a lot of sleepless nights trying to figure out what did I have to do to get this thing. And I, I didn't know this is what I would get, but I hoped that it would be this because I had shown a, a photo of it right before and and it was it so i got this for literally free and i i won it and i i hope to never do that crap again like i had to earn like the hardest achievement in tamashi and prove it i had to own a copy of their physical novel or whatever it is that they released and find it and find a hidden message in there this is like two of six steps Oh my god! It's insane, and I had to prove That's all of it. Unlimited rare games. Have you got their NFT for that supposed next project? Yep, I do. So, um, the, I I can't remember what it what that title was anymore. But yes, I bought three NFTs. Antarctica. Oh, you bought the FOMO copy. Um. Oh, I did that too. <laughs> yeah. So the one for the NFTs, they haven't said what the game is, and then there there was another one where they had the hey buy four and you get the FOMO copy. I did that as well because i'm a sucker um but i love it you know i'm addicted they're watching this podcast right now going <laughs> i am yeah i'm one of their best customers you know if i spent like a week trying to earn this thing then yeah they've got me you deserve that though i'd like to think so it was a crazy series of things like it you got to look up the youtube video i can't remember who did it but the information is out there next time we get you on the show i'll definitely get you to tell this entire story in whole because it sounds really really interesting i have a series of crazy memes that they sent me on dm that i had to go through and decrypt oh actually literally there were decrypt there were encrypted messages i had to find um decoding ciphers to actually decrypt what the clues were it was insane. <laughs> no joke sounds like you would have enjoyed this will honestly <laughs> It was crazy, but actually, the very first step of that of that quest—they actually called it a quest—is that you had to physically open up a copy of of the regular Demon Pit. On the back was a decrypted message saying "Open me for prize inside" or whatever. I think it said "prize inside." So once you open it, there was a a um, on the disc itself. I think it said "Turn over for surprised face," and then inside the little booklet, it's actually said "DM us for further instructions." Nobody opens limited rare games. Yeah. <laughs> you had to actually go through and commit to opening this limited rare game to actually oh, begin that. on this quest to get this thing. Oh, so, man. Yep. <laughs> so next up. Um, I, I remember this, and that's that I stopped at step one. I'm not opening my sealed copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not yeah. a true fan. <laughs> and so I, the only open copies out there are like me and the 10 people who did it. Because he was going to open that, right? The only people that have open copies have got the sealed variant sitting next to it. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's it's oh, the so irony, right? But I got more than one copy, so I still have a sealed copy of the regular because I'm crazy. Nice. Um, okay, next up. Again, no particular order. 
I don't know the story of this. I assume it was an error, but apparently um, some Walmart stores in the U.S. Um, like last year started, these started appearing in a handful of Walmarts, Resident Evil 3 in a red box. Ooh. So it's like, it's one of those greatest hits boxes, but yeah. somehow Resident Evil got put in there and this is like a factory sealed, some Walmarts got it variant. Like, I think this was an error. But no one's really figured out for sure why this exists. It was That's like cool. really cool. Just because I like the um the trend that Reggie started on PS3. Oh god! All these horror games in the red cases. Yeah. So it really follows on from that. Like someone's gone. Oh, I not, want to the red case. Let's do it. Not a fan of that uh, that little thing he's done now. But uh, that's another game that uh, without the seal. Now, who's gonna believe you? Who's gonna buy exactly? It? That's, that's so crazy. sealed. It, it looks great sealed, but if it were open, it'd be like, why did you switch out the blue case? It doesn't make any sense. Because <laughs> you saw Reggie's video. <laughs> exactly. So, we... no particular order once again. Um, because I touched on it earlier, the unreleased Nicalis games or Nicholas Thousand and One Spikes. PS4 copy, probably slightly less valuable. I don't know if it's slightly less rare. Probably just as rare as the Vita one. Vita collectors, just, just... Vita collectors are more crazy than PS4 collectors. Exactly. So it's probably the same-ish number that are out there. This is a sealed copy as well. Tasty. So again, they claimed this would come out. Hasn't come out. I doubt it's coming out. Maybe it'll come out. No one really knows, right? So there's that. Comes out um, the 23rd of January, 2023. <laughs> someday, maybe, right? Like when they're on PS6 and they're doing their last run of PS4 games, they'll, they'll ship it. Who knows? Um, so here's another weird one. Um, okay. So a couple of years back, um, I am 8-bit put out what remains of Edith Finch, which yeah. is, you know, it's a standard limited game. It's like a re it's a release that there's a lot of copies out there. Right. Um, and you know, it was released in kind of a weird seal. It's, it's not quite a heat shrink. Yeah, it's the heat shrink seal. I've got a copy as well. Yeah. But what's interesting is that the promo copies, um, came in a Y fold. Ooh. So not only do they come in a Y fold, the cover is different. Oh, look at that. Ah, is that one hole punched as well? It is. Never Man. seen that before, Jason. Yep. It's a weird one. It's it's a little documented. Um, and what's interesting about this is that I so the cover, I actually reached out to IM8 bit to ask about it. Like, you know, why are there two different covers? You know, what happened there? What they actually told me is that the first cover was like an error like you can barely read the title and the texture of the paper i'll take it out because the reflection is killing it you can kind of barely make out the title it's like super super overly subtle yeah, yeah i can see the uh... and then when they reprinted it it's, it's legible right but this one has a different kind of texture and um, I guess it was a printing error. So if you look at it in the right light, it's pretty cool. You could see it, but barely. And it's got the Y fold. That's cool. That's really cool. That, yeah, it's, uh, really unique. So it's a weird one. Um, so that so one. Have yeah. you got the Y fold of Firewatch? I do. 
Is it in this little pile or is it just in the collection? It's on the shelf. I didn't take no. that. I, I can I can show it. But yeah, like I I when I purchased it originally for Unlimited Run, I got the heat shrink. Yep. And then on, you know, I heard I heard about the Wifold because Josh talked about it on Twitter and I went looking for it on eBay. I found it and I upgraded and I sold my heat seal and still I got the Wifold. And that was one awesome. game where I opened it and I wanted to play it. So I'm happy with an open copy. And the fact that I got a heat shrink copy made me opening it you know, that decision. All right. I'm definitely opening this. If I had a Y seal, I probably would have never played it. <laughs> yeah. Totally understandable. Like I, I downloaded it. I got it as a PSN download and I'm so glad I played through it, but I love having it sealed. I probably couldn't have brought even opening a heat shrink. I probably couldn't have done it because I'm just like that, you know? So next up, um, I'm trying to go quick here at the end because I, I spent a little too long on some of the earlier ones. This is one I've never seen anybody talk about. It's totally bizarre, and I think that um, especially PAL full set collectors are going to be very interested in this. Hmm. So, so Desco, so you, like you know, so Desco, like there's a following of among collectors of the Sodesco titles in particular. Mm -hmm. So they released Xenon Racer, you know, and it's a pretty common game, right? So check this out. Ooh, I don't this know. is confusing. I'm going to take this out of the box. The is a Chinese box. cover on a it is. PAL game? It's a Chinese cover. It's a PAL game. That cover is in Chinese. But it is a European Peggy-rated PAL game that was only released in, I think, Hong Kong. So that's Along interesting because that's a real like that's a five dollar game now. Like some of their titles are twenty dollars. That one going for five dollars. So you might be able to get it on eBay really cheap. Yeah, I'm it's a worthless game. Now. <laughs> it's a worthless game, but I mean, what is up with this, right? So it's not even like um, it's an Asian English release. It is an English. Sorry, it's an it's an Asian PAL release that was only sold in Hong Kong. So that's weird. Um, I've never seen anybody really talk about that one, but I just like it. I don't think it's really necessarily worth a ton. It's just really weird and hard to get if, if you want it. I'm looking on eBay now. I can't see any on there, but I'll definitely um, be keeping my eyes out for one in the future. Games not on the radar. What else yeah. we got? So speaking of a couple of these now, <clears throat> uh, one of these Niccolo, I think, did talk about, or maybe it was somebody else on the podcast, um, another another Jason who was on recently. Somebody talked about this. Who I'm going to uh, ask about that Resident Evil sealed game because he's going for a full PS4 sealed set. So I'm curious if he knows about that one. Well, well, speaking of horror, not specifically that one, but um, so Nightfall, he mentioned it. Um, so this no, one. UK copy. Awesome. Yep. So the UK copy, there's actually two seals. There's a heat shrink and there's a much more uncommon Y-fold. I, I actually bought it off Amazon UK, like for whatever the retail was, like 15 bucks or whatever, 15 pounds, whatever. It was cheap, but I got the heat shrink. And then I learned there was a Y-fold and I sought that out and I finally found the Y-fold to upgrade to. So yep, German, fairly common relatively, but the, the UK totally uncommon. Um, and so that was by UIG, who's known for their crappy simulation games, right? And so to continue with that theme of a game that's relatively common, but not in the English cover, this is one I searched for years, right? I am so glad to have this. I'm going to take it out of the plastic. But 
Space Blaze, the UK Peggy rated version. The German version, fairly common. It's maybe like a 30 euro kind of game. But the UK version, I'm sorry, this isn't UK. It was actually only released at, I think, Game in Spain. It, it was a Spanish release. Regardless, um, it doesn't have the UK, the German rating. It's got the, correct. the Peggy rating, which looks much better. Correct. Oh, it's and got multi-region release. So on the back, it's got Italy, Germany. Correct. Yeah. And so sorry, I could like France, Spain and UK. Correct. Just to correct myself. Yeah. So it was, I think, a game in Spain and it was at FNAC in France. Those were the two retailers that carried it. And they never got a restock, as far as I understand. Possibly UK and Italy as well, with the language being on the back? You would think so, but I, I have not heard of them, uh, of UK or Italy having it. So maybe, but not that I've heard of. Disc is identical to the, the German one. It's got the USK rating on there. <laughs> but this cover is hard as hell to find. I, I looked forever and I paid too much for this piece of paper, but I'm really happy to have it. <laughs> We can all say we've paid too much money for pieces of paper. Exactly. And, and plastic. <laughs> totally. And same disc, which is painful, but I love seeing it on my shelf with the better rating. And so I've got two left here for PS4. I kind of think of them as a set, but they're not ex- exactly a set. Um, so this is, and again, I, I don't care about sports games at all. When it comes to NBA Elite and things like that, I make notable exceptions. This is... Um, a very weird cover variant of NBA 2K18. ESRB rated. Has this got something to do with him leaving the team, like as they put out the, the cover and they had to change it or something? No, it was um, apparently, and, and notice on the back, promotional only instead of a barcode. So this is sealed. So the way that you would have gotten this one is apparently, this is referred to as the Nike Connect Edition. So you can see here on the cover, it mentions Nike Connect Special Edition. And the way that you would have gotten this is apparently like Nike. I'm not a Nike person. I'm not like a sneakerhead. But uh, apparently Nike products came with points at the time. Maybe they still do. I'm not sure. But you could collect these points and redeem them on their website. And the only way to get this cover was to redeem it for Nike points for a limited time. So were these your Nike points you used or did you buy it uh, after? Okay. I found it on eBay from a guy who apparently was like a reseller and he redeemed it for all this. Like he would sell the shoes, but then he would keep the points and redeem uh, them yeah. and just get stuff and just stick it on eBay. Oh. My question would be then, is there like 10,000 copies sitting in the Nike warehouse waiting for someone to redeem or were they making them? on demand which they wouldn't have been doing it would have been the other way around i I assume they had like a case of however many and maybe they eventually redeemed them you know they they um you know people people got them all i'm not sure i have no clue i have no idea how many there were once once that case was empty they took that promotion off of their website exactly and it would be sold out or no longer available so cool i love that story it's a weird one and so this is the last one i've got here in my stack so similar-ish story, right? So that was NBA 2K18. I've got here a crazy rare version of NBA 2K19. Astro World. Oh, yeah, okay, interesting. So this is the Travis, the Travis Scott. Oh, my God. 
Oh my god! So obviously there was a controversy at this. Yeah, festival. The, that's that's one where everyone got it. Uh, died of crowd crush. That was after yeah. this, but it was it wasn't long after this. Same idea, promotional use only um, for the lack of a barcode. This is a sealed copy as well. The way that you would get this is at wow, what was the event? Um, it was uh, it was for a magazine. Um, I can't I can't remember what it was called. But it was a man. It was it was an event that was held in Long Beach. Um, in it was around the time it came out, late 2018. Um, their influencer, their social media influencer, I think his name is like Ronnie Two K. He actually put out on Twitter the day before the event, "Hey, find me at the event, and if you find me and I have copies of this on hand, I will just hand it to you." There were 250 that they brought, 250 for PS4 and 250 for Xbox One. So there's the Xbox One version as well. Um, And the only way to get it was at that event. And if you found him in the crowd and asked for it. So did you? Did you? Coachella, maybe. ComplexCon. That was it. It was. Did you? Did you find him, or did you buy this one after the fact? I bought that one after the fact. So I I heard about it a couple days later. I think it was. I think this was the name of the event. I've never heard of this ever. So this is this is really cool news to me. Uh, this is now on my radar. <laughs> it's insane. It's a crazy, crazy one. And so, yeah, Travis Scott did the soundtrack for that particular game, and so that's why he was in any way involved. Rather than have a player there, they put him on the cover. I think Travis Scott was at the event too. He might have performed. Having not him sure. and Astro World on the cover is crazy, though. After what's happened, yeah, it, it's especially crazy after that, right? So. Yeah, 250 copies. Um, that's the story with that one. And yeah, that's that's a probably, I think that is more rare than, I want to say it's more rare than Poop Slinger. Maybe not if there's 250 versus 84. But to me, this is the rarest PS4 North American game that I know of. Oh, man. You know, I wish, I wish you had told me this not on the show. Because <laughs> <Now, laughs> now i got to have all these other dickheads looking for it as well. <laughs> There's a couple of people already looking, so you're, uh, you, you're, yeah, I didn't just ruin oh, it for I'm, everyone. I'm going to start pre-recording the shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, I mean, we'll be like, and we bought our copies. Yeah, look what I got. Ah. <laughs> Go back and censor it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, Jason, oh, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a really good two and almost a half hours. Um, your collection's absolutely insane. Some of the most amazing games I've ever seen. So thanks yeah. again. You certainly thank you brought for the fire me. tonight, man. Good job. Uh, freaking thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah, uh, we're going to make the uh, Nicole, Nicolo uh, Jason uh, multi show uh, happen here at some, here point, some point. Uh, Nicolo's moving soon. So um, we'll wait for Nicolo to get all settled into his new place and then we'll definitely tee that up. So a couple of months' time. Uh, on Thursday, Friday, guys, we have a big PS3 collector coming on, uh, Kevin Walters. If any of you guys are from the PS3 collectors group, you'd know Kevin. He uh, has a full power set. Um, he is absolutely insane with variants. Uh, he's basically like the PAL version of Ricky Andre. Uh, so it should be a really fun episode. I'm looking forward to having Kevin on. The PAL version of Ricky Andre? <laughs> That's got to be sure. gross. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Kevin. We'll look forward to it. Um, from me, from Figsy, and I'm sure from Jason, good night, everybody. Peace, everyone. Thanks, guys. Have a good night.
It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast, PlayStation Collector's Podcast, PlayStation Collector's Podcast, welcome to the show. It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast, PlayStation Collector's Podcast, PlayStation Collector's Podcast, welcome to the show. Got Biggie's Whale, they're gonna talk some shit, should I buy this game? Man, don't buy it, don't buy it. Got special guest teams at games too. Show. Sure.